0: Welcome, Modern Talkers. This is Modern Talk. Yeah, I know what it is, mate. Um, uh, so this is um, Andrew Miller, and we kind of get into it on the podcast uh, like we always do, but um, we went to the same college, and we're in the same major and stuff, and uh, that's how we met. And um, he... He's in the YouTube stuffs, and I'm in the podcast stuffs. And uh, we were like, oh, that'd be cool if we did, like, a crossover episode. Um, (laughs) And uh, so uh, we did the podcast together. And I'm always nervous, especially with people I don't know as well, like, if we're going to go short, not that, like, there is a short, it's, like, it's over when it's over and stuff. But, um, I, and I, like I said, I didn't, I didn't know him that well. So I kind of like had every question that, like, I could think of. <laughs> and, um, I had that queued up for him. But we kind of just were talking, just like flowing talking so much that, uh, I hardly had to use it. I used, like, <laughs> probably 25% of the questions that I, um, had queued up and stuff. Uh, so that was really cool. There's a break in the audio, uh, for a second, but then I explain it to you, um, in the, in the podcast, but, uh, my computer overloads sometimes and, uh, stops recording. Um, so, uh, there's a quick break, but um, I explain what happens in the episode so you don't have to worry about it um, uh, we talk about uh, convo um, which is short for convocation this is just like a <laughs> this is the glossary term of the intro because uh, sometimes um, two people that kind of have um, a certain vernacular leave people out and uh sometimes it's hard to remember that not everyone has the same vernacular as you so um i try to catch that in in post and then i could say it say it, explain it to you guys so <clears throat> you're not confused so convo is a sh- uh, short for convocation and that that's a gathering uh of all the on on campus students um which is about 12,000 to worship and have a guest speecher speecher. Hmm. That's a, <laughs> that's a speaker that does speeches. Uh, uh, sometimes it's Brett Favre and sometimes it's Mike Pence. Um, so sometimes they're fun and sometimes they're boring. Uh, a lot of times it's a political person, um, that's at convo, but, um, yeah, that, that's what we talk about when we say a convo. Um, in a story that he tells, uh, speaking of, um, college, uh, (laughs) Jerry Falwell, this is another glossary term. He's, he was the president and chancellor of, uh, the school that we went to. And, um, he was asked, I don't know if this is like the particular way that, um, it was put by Liberty, but, uh, he was like, asked to um, step down by the board of trustees at the university um, because he recently posted or posed for a picture that had multiple violations that uh, he holds his um, students and staff accountable um, for, and he didn't hold to himself. Um, like, for example, <sighs> We we go to a university called Liberty University, and uh, so they have like this thing that every student has to sign. It's called the Liberty Way, and um, uh, it says like you can't drink, smoke, um, do sex stuff, and all that crap. Uh, and uh, and if you break those rules, it's either a fine. Or community service um, or expulsion if it's like big enough of a of a deal and uh, so he he had a couple violations just in that picture um, and it just didn't look good and there's been other situations it this is boring but um, where he uh, was not like above reproach and stuff so um, Anyway, uh, he, we reference him, that's all. Um, but it's just interesting that he's no longer the face of the university, because a lot of people didn't like him, um, but, uh, yeah. So, I cut myself with hedge clippers, um, a few days ago, I think three days ago now. Um, I don't know if I've told... The podcast, but uh, I've been working for my uncle, um, uh, and he's a like contractor and specializes in uh, um, kitchens. (laughs) I don't know why I can think of that word, but um, uh, he also owns a building, and so we maintain that building and stuff. And uh, he has a bunch of hedges, and I was clipping the hedges. And uh, whatever happened, and, and I cut myself. Um, and uh, then we had to go to the hospital, like the ER, and they, they were super nice to me, and it was great. Uh, I think it was UPMC and uh, Friendship. By friendship, um, if you're from around Pittsburgh. <clears throat> uh, but um, yeah, that's just an interesting thing that happened to me. Um, it's right on the pointer finger. And it looked like Frankenstein because they put four stitches in there. Uh, and I'm hopefully going back to Liberty actually to finish my movie. Uh, cause they reopened the editing labs, um, that we have access to finally cause of Corona and stuff. So that's going to hopefully be happening soon. And then I could give you guys the, the link of the movie and all that stuff. So, uh, like I said, this is Andrew Miller, um, and he has some really funny slash interesting stuff. Um, I'll have links on my website. Um, under his episode, to, if you wanna watch his stuff, um, he does like some comedy sketches, and he also does uh, commentary on video, like on, on other videos. Um, he does a couple on Liberty about Liberty, and those are obviously interesting to me because I went there, and uh, so that he makes it funny. Um, he, he talks about basically, um, how meeting people and making connections is the only redeemable quality of college. I don't know if he would necessarily say it in those terms exactly, but, um, now a lot of the college experience is going to maybe lack all that, uh in-person connections, meeting people, experience, uh, post pandemic, which is really interesting. And like college, colleges may really have to up their game, uh, with their on-campus experience, um, or just lower their costs for people to give them money for a lesser experience in some cases. Um, I don't know if that made sense to anyone. (laughs) Uh, but it's interesting to see how that'll play out, cause, I don't like, it seemed like college was, like, the obvious thing to do, um, now, or, you know, pre-pandemic and everyone had a college degree and I don't know if we'll, they'll kind of have a less, a lesser value even more because, uh, people are getting things online more and, uh, and even the residential is like hybrid. So, um, it's easier in that aspect and, and some people will, will see it that way. And, uh, so it's really interesting, uh, to see, I mean, all how the pandemic affects everything is interesting, but not necessarily worth <laughs> The interest that it, uh, peaks, um, obviously for, for all the deaths and, um, uh, unfortunate things that come with it. Um, so yeah, this is, this is Andrew Miller getting into it. Very cool. <laughs> I tried to print stuff off of green and I went to two different, uh, printers and they both were out of ink and or oh. paper, so...
1: Classic.
0: <laughs> Liberty failed me once again. Won't be the last Ugh.
1: time. <laughs> I'm all gross. <laughs> the legend himself.
0: Yes. <laughs> I got that at a white elephant gift exchange. I was like, yeah, this is
1: good. As far as white elephant gift exchanges go, that's a that's a win. That is a win. That's a dub right there. Yeah. Walking away with that. Um do you want
0: like to pull up this on your phone? I don't you don't really need to. I
1: guess you already looked at them. Oh yeah, I, I browsed through them. Okay. I'm uh, I'm all good with all of the questions and whatnot. Right. So I should probably shut off the fan, although it'll be hot. For
0: Sound purposes. Oh, a good sound. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's probably too hot to open up the window.
1: Oh, yeah, it is toasty out there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to
0: shut the door, too.
1: That's
0: okay with everyone. Do I have your
1: consent? Uh, absolutely. Okay.
0: <laughs> Even though the wall are a paper-thin anyway. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay.
1: Nothing. So, how are you feeling in general right now? As far as just the way the world is? <laughs> I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah. However you want to take it.
1: Um... <laughs> Uh, I feel, I've been. The last couple of months have been really weird. Um, just trying to get through it. Yeah. <laughs> just hoping everybody here comes out on the other side alright. Yeah. It's been rather hectic. It's
0: like, what do you say? there's like just so much going on exactly <laughs> yeah
1: which part of the world ending do you want me to address <laughs> <laughs> yeah I have no idea that that's just every time I go to think about what's because like I've never really been someone that's on the uh, man this has been the worst year ever yeah um, I've always thought that's kind of a goofy thing to do I'm like yeah Every year has its ups and downs. Yeah, but twenty twenty has legitimately been the weirdest and worst year ever of my life. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, what is yeah. happening in this goofy place? Right. That's yeah. That's interesting to me
0: because it seemed like after twenty sixteen, people were like, "Oh, this year sucked." Or I don't have you noticed it before that, or that's when I started.
1: I realizing. noticed it before that, but twenty sixteen. Was a bad year. I remember people talking about that because yeah. I think between the election and, um, there's a bunch of celebrities that died that That's year. That's what I was going to say. Prince? Like, ex- Prince Carrie Fisher went that year? Or was Maybe, she 2017? Yeah. I can't remember. It was like a couple of years in a row, like yeah. a bunch of big names just went. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody was like, man, this has been the worst year. Right. And I was always like, man, yeah, it's sad, but I don't know if it's been the worst year. like." Yeah. I think I've seen some weird stuff, and then 2020 came along, and I was like, "Oh,
0: there's no
1: dispute." Yeah, no. And 2020 has been the weirdest year <laughs> of my life, bar none. It's
0: gotta be, unless you were, like, during the depression, um, the first time, <laughs> or whatever. You, exactly. You can't say that it's been weirder, as a whole, as a culture.
1: Because it's simultaneously felt like the fastest year and the slowest year yeah
0: what is that about time yeah (laughs) what are you doing make up your mind
1: (laughs) cause like it feels like an eternity ago when I was actually still uh, doing film school stuff yeah yeah but it also feels like yesterday in a weird way yeah and the fact that the World War 3 scare almost happened yes the Australia wildfires were this year. Oh
0: my gosh, I completely <laughs> forgot about that.
1: Yes. Um, what else was this? There were so many things that Murder were all this hornets. Murder hornets were, almost, were this year. There was just a, a million things that yeah. I'll occasionally remember, and I'm like, oh God, that was this year? <laughs> yeah. And the... 48 hour film festival that I was in was this year which seems like forever ago oh was that I guess it had to be the beginning the very beginning it was like January okay
0: um that's crazy yeah I have a theory about like why cause it I guess since we have more celebrities now that's why we notice them dying more cause I feel like Hollywood was like smaller it was like dick van dyke and then yeah (laughs) you know um so now they're all getting older and so um people are dying more rapidly that we are aware of and that like i think has an effect on our perception of
1: each year but this is definitely i think it's also just people get older and know about it because like when i was little i didn't that's true too i didn't know about anybody i wasn't gonna be like oh no Famous celebrity died. Yeah, I didn't really know any celebrities. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, just SpongeBob.
1: <laughs> not even SpongeBob, because I grew up a good Christian boy. Really? Yeah, no. I play. I can win the Christian game with people pretty, pretty handily when it comes to what I was not allowed to do growing okay. up.
0: You were allowed Bible Man,
1: though. Oh yeah, for sure, <laughs> Bible Man, <laughs> the legend himself. <laughs> Um, so you never, I guess, you never watched Spongebob. What else? I would catch it here and there at, like, my cousin's place, yeah. so I obviously knew what it was. Yeah. Um, and I always kind of wanted to watch it as a kid, yeah. but it just wasn't gonna happen. Yeah. We didn't have TV. Really? Yeah, no. They didn't really want any TV, any kind of influence of that coming into the house. It was yeah. pretty much just whatever we were... You know, we could ask if we could watch something, and that was about the extent of it. Oh, so you did have a television, but you just like, yeah, didn't we had watch a TV. It. We just didn't have cable or anything like oh, that. Okay, yeah. because um, I gr- I grew up watching like a bunch of old TV shows and sitcoms, like on VHS or yeah DVD, pretty yeah. much. Mm-hmm. So I can I have a little too much knowledge of just <laughs> shows past and gone. Yeah, um, like obvious sarcasm has gotten a bit. I guess what you just get cringy almost or like people yeah. who are like who think sarcasm is a personality <laughs> yes yes <laughs> and it's like absolutely. no it's, it's not <laughs> yeah. but ALF I don't know that show it only went four seasons because uh, it got cancelled Yeah. but that show was so funny for being in the time it was like yeah. it was just a, a hilarious show and I think that shaped a lot of my early sense of humor which branched into a Whole bunch of different things as I got older and could actually start watching what I wanted. Yeah,
0: right. Do
1: you remember like
0: uh, one of the first
1: shows that you wanted to watch that you could? Um, I think one of the very first shows that I felt like was mine, mm-hmm. where I was like, "This is special to me." Yeah, and I'm actually wearing a sweatshirt yes. <laughs> that uh, is reflects that was Psych that yes. was on USA. Um, I started watching that when I was in like 10th or 11th grade. Uh So like it was in its fifth season or something like that by the time I finally started watching it. Uh um, And I fell in love with that show. Uh, Just the referential humor that it uses all the time of like old shows. Because I grew up watching those, I'd always be like, oh, I get that joke. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, and just the dynamic between the leads, James Rode and Dulé Hill.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I just really liked that, that friendship and how organic it felt. Yes. So, I, I fell in love with that show. And I mean, I've gone back and watched it kind of here and there, almost afraid, like, because I think the show started back in 2008, something like that. That sounds about right, yeah. It started a ways ago, and so I was kind of worried, like am I going to go back and watch it and it's going to be like... Ugh, yeah. This, this hasn't held up as well as I thought mm-hmm. it would. It, I still laugh at pretty much everything. Yeah. Like, it's still as good as I remember it being. Um, so I think there's better shows that I've watched, mm-hmm. just like, you know, better written, better produced, yada yada, but it holds just such a special place in my heart Yeah. Um, that I think it'll probably always be my quote-unquote favorite show of yeah. all time. Yeah.
0: It's such like a... It's... It's fun because it's lighthearted, but it's also, like, crime. Yeah. It's, like, a fun dichotomy of, like, genre. Me and uh, Pete, one of the guys out there that you met, we watched that, like, within the past year together. Um, so I'm, like, new to the uh, psychas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's cool. I didn't... Uh, I forgot
1: that because I've complimented you on that chair before. Um, <laughs> many, many people have, many people have asked what it means. They're like, yeah. I've heard it both ways. They're right. like, that it's a show. Don't yeah. worry about yeah. it. <laughs> um, so have you, you said you were filming yesterday. Was that like for your YouTube channel? I didn't be due to some things that popped up. I wasn't able to film yesterday. So actually after this, I'm probably going to go back to my place okay. and film a video. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's YouTube stuff. What is it,
0: uh, what is it on, if you don't mind?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I guess depending on uh, the audience, this is going to be either something that piques their interest or immediately makes them not want to listen to anything I have to say. Um, I'm doing a video on TikTok cops. Oh, I don't know if you've seen any yeah. of those, but they're hard to get through. Yes. It is some big cringe. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if I'm gonna watch that one. <laughs> it's it's hard, hard to, to get watch. through. Yeah. Um, but it's I think it'll be funny. I've got some some good goofs and gas planned for it. Yeah. Um, but people really like <laughs> in general on YouTube like watching pretty much anything that makes fun of TikTok. Um, yeah. I don't have too much against TikTok as a Platform, mm-hmm. um, the company that runs it, then the data mining stuff is uh, <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I like that too much, but I think there's some genuinely funny people on there. Yeah. Uh, I think Chris Melberger from he was big on Vine and okay. it's now like a pretty large Twitch streamer. Um, he does some stuff on there and he's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of very funny people on there. I think my issue with that platform mostly comes from it kind of bred this. Copy and paste lazy content where someone does a thing, whether it's a dance or a punchline, mm-hmm. and people just use that voice line and do the same punchline over and over. So you'll yeah. see the same video pretty much a yeah. million times, and it's right. like, eh, okay, I get it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, friends, so sorry to interrupt you, but uh, this is your host and post here, and I haven't done that in a while. Um, talking to you in the middle of the episode um, after it's recorded Um, but also in the past for when you're listening to this right now but right now I'm listening to myself in the present which is weird which is weird but uh, I I just came here to tell you um, I told you in the intro and I actually haven't done the intro yet but I'm telling you that in the future I will do the intro and then you'll hear it in the past but you'll hear it before I say it, because I haven't said it yet, but in your chronological time, are you following this? You'll hear it before you, you're, you'll hear this. I can't even say it. That's how confused I am. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, so it got cut out a little bit here for a second um, while we were recording and, uh, and I remember what we said, and it was only a little bit, so I'm going to fill you in now. Um, I asked uh, how many jokes are pre-planned as opposed to finding them in the moment or finding them, finding a joke after in the edit for a YouTube video. And that's all I have, and I hope this made you think and probably hurt your brain for the, the tangent I went on about the now and later and past. Uh, and, yeah, we'll get back to, you know, <laughs> listen to me and my friend Annie Mellie's. Here we go. And
1: can come up with and yeah. then, you know, edit it down. And pretty, a lot of the jokes that come out of the edits is just me and the edit just like, yeah, this would be funny. Yeah. yeah. And that's pretty much all it is. <laughs> um, the... I think the opening to the L.U. Crush video where I like fall into the bathtub. Oh, was, yeah. was deliberate. Yeah. I was like, not to break the illusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was, I knew I wanted to film in there because I lost my green screen setup from the Bible Man video. Yeah, which yeah. I'm really still sad about because uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I had to move into a, a new place with more people uh, uh-huh. for the time being. Um, eventually when I move out. Uh, it'll come back and I'm going to try and make it better and more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew I wanted to, I was like, all right, I'm going to just, if I get into my own head of like, ah, it's not the setup, it's not a good setup. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to, I'm never going to film a video. I was like, so I'm going to have to just film somewhere goofy. Yeah. And I was like, maybe that'll, you know be interesting yeah the people are like yeah i haven't seen someone filming a bathtub before right yeah <laughs> i'll watch this yeah uh so when i was setting up to film it i was like it'd be kind of funny if i like just sat and just into the tub <laughs> mm-hmm. um and so that's how that intro got started yeah and apparently it was decent enough to get people's attention because that is my by far most viewed commentary but yeah my sketches have popped off on Reddit here and there, mm-hmm. um, so they have like you know anywhere from four to eight thousand views. Oh, wow. But as far as my commentary videos go, yeah, uh, I think the most I had previously was like eight hundred views, maybe. Wow. Um, and that's because it was my very first video I ever made on the channel. Yeah. And it was making fun of this channel called Savage Facts which okay. is like they just take content from I think Infowars and stuff and oh, like yeah. different on the street interviews <laughs> and they cut it down to like cons- th- what's the guy's name uh, Owen Schroyer, that's what his name was like destroys libs on the street and I was like man <laughs> this is so goofy yeah. so I made fun of that I made fun of the people on the other side of him talking to them because some of them were just annoying. I yeah. was like, all of you are annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but any, I that channel got hacked and was like gone. So people were starting to look for it, oh. and so my video kept getting promoted, oh, wow. which was really unfortunate because the people looking for Savage Facts wanted to see conservatives destroying right. some libs, not some fat. Hold, making fun of it <laughs> yeah that's
2: so
1: funny <laughs> so i got a bunch of down uh down votes dislikes yeah. and uh people being like savage facts is gone dude and i was like i know that actually because he had commented on the video like from a way back way back um and he was like hey man funny video he's like you know i actually appreciate you talking about you know some of the things i put in as far as uh what's the word i'm looking for Showing just some of like good conversations that have happened between oh, yeah. people, not yeah. just like the annoying like clickbaity. Oh, gotcha!
0: Wow, that's cool.
1: Um, and so when I got a comment that was like his channel got hacked, I was like, oh, what? Oh, did that so, mean that was not him? No, 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 oh, it, okay, it was him I originally, see. See. but then he got hacked and his channel was gone. So I actually managed to find him on Instagram, and I was like, hey, dude, I heard your channel got hacked. I was like, I don't know if you remember me. But I made that video on you. You commented. We had, and I was so I talked to him for a little bit, and uh, he started it up again. I think like a, another one. He kind of kept growing. Yeah. Um. But the conversation ended very nicely. We were both like, "Hey, man, happy New Year." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah, that was that was kind of cool. Um, ironically, I think that would have been. Yeah, no. We said Happy New Year to each other for 2020. <laughs> it hasn't Damn gone right, well since yeah. then. <laughs> but no, he's a super nice dude, and I think he got hacked at like he had almost 200k subscribers by the time he got hacked. I think. Right. Um, Cause he grew like a ton when I'm from when I made the video to when he got hacked.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh. So apparently, people really like their live destroying content. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's not important I guess. I was
1: going to say like what's the, what's
0: the purpose of hacking someone I guess like a, a lib or a conservative or whatever would
1: want to take or a- just like get rid of it. I'm not sure honestly. People's channels get hacked for all sorts of reasons yeah. and just sometimes it's just random. Sometimes someone sees 200k and they're like, ah, "I wonder if this guy's security is great and they can just take over the channel and have 200k subs." Yeah. I mean, you'll probably lose a lot right. when you switch content, but it's it's a it's a, a move, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it
0: just seems like so
1: uh, anarchist or something. <laughs> it's 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 rough. I, I wouldn't wish getting your channel hacked on almost anyone. There's a couple of YouTube channels where I'm like, man, they could go away. I'm I'm good. <laughs> we we don't need it.
0: Um, we've gone a while and we're only like two (laughs) points in which is great um uh i I usually start with um like how we know each other and i think my first memory of you is uh we were painting for eleanor's bench award-winning
1: television show absolutely (laughs) yeah i was gonna say because i don't think which cohort were you in you were uh uh, uh, Nelson? nelson yeah okay I was going to say, I didn't have too many interactions with the Nelson cohort originally mm-hmm. through most of the first, uh, semester. Yeah. And then Eleanor's bench happened and we were, we were painting <laughs> I wasn't even part of that group. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't think I was either. They were just like, can you help? Yeah. I was a PA at that point.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's why we, cause we were both on the PA team yeah. and we both yeah. <laughs> was just like, yeah, you guys have to do just yeah. anything. Go paint this house. Yeah. Um, which was it was all right. It was fun. It, it was all right. It, I was I was gonna yeah. say I've had I've had worse. Yeah. Things to do. Yeah. <clears throat> good voice crack. <laughs> like, I don't even know how much we can talk about that experience. I think we can. Why not? Uh, I guess I was gonna say like because I was talent PA mm-hmm. so I had to chase down. What's oh, his right. face? <laughs> um... Did you hear about my experience with that guy? I don't. I don't want to name it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't have to say his name but, but say what happened cuz
1: heard like rumors but uh, I never really heard that. You you know the guy I'm talking not um not the oldest guy. Yeah, not <laughs> the oldest, the oldest guy, guy, not Mr. Williams and not um why am I not Karen? No, no, yeah. The, the other guy, guy, yeah. The guy, the Jamal, get off Miss Eleanor's car. Yeah, I think <laughs> that guy he
0: was he was like the neighbor or something. Yeah, he's yeah. the neighbor. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that guy. Well, he's apparently worked in other things, um, like bigger. I think he was in Top Gun. What? Yeah. <laughs> so he had a bit of an attitude right, of just yeah. like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Um, and he would just wander off. <laughs> and so like I would have an idea of where I thought he was. And then Elacino would be like, can we get him on set? I'd be yeah. like, yeah. And I'd be like, and I'd go to get him and he just wouldn't be where I thought he was, yeah. so I was, like, running everywhere to find him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, on set, things are like, yeah. hurry up. Yeah, time is money. <laughs> uh, so, that was the one thing. And then when we were at the hospital, I don't know if you were there for that, obviously. I think everybody was there every day. Yeah. The remember. the fake hospital thing. Actually, it was a real hospital, but...
0: No. I'm having
1: trouble. It's a fake that. hospital, because it's used for students. Oh, 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 yes, 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 yes. Um, he, he would just wander places and elicina kept would like she would go to say something to ask me to do something and i would be i would like be walking by going like i can't i have to follow this guy she started laughing at me (laughs) (laughs) she understood at that point yeah she understood who he was and that he kept walking like i'm trying to keep track on this dude who won't stay still yeah he wasn't even a big part of the no he wasn't they could have had like anybody he could literally could have had anybody but it's really annoying, way. too, because he's clearly the best actor when you go and look at the footage. Oh, really? Like, yeah, when you go back and look at it, he's very clearly the most capable actor there. Yeah, that's a disappointing discouraging. <laughs> yeah. All the best ones have such an attitude. <laughs> it's like, what is that about? stop. Ego stuff. Talent, SMH. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> uh... Where are you from?
0: I don't really know anything about
1: um so my family has lived like two hours north of here in Harrisonburg Virginia okay. or near Harrisonburg Virginia for like the past I think this year this October will be sixteen years. oh wow um but originally originally I was born up in Homer, Alaska
0: no way yeah for the first how many years eight pretty wow. much so you, how much do you remember of that?
1: I remember a good deal, actually. I have a weirdly strong memory when it comes to, like, very young childhood things. So I have very, very distinct visual memories of a lot of different moments from yeah. living up there. Um, and actually, I have plans to move back. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so me, um, my girlfriend, and Jared Brim...
0: I'm so bad with names, but <laughs> is he, he, he lived with Josiah.
1: He didn't live with Josiah, but he, him, and Josiah were you, like me, him, Josiah, and Hannah were always kind of okay doing things together. Yeah. Um, oh, you guys were gonna do the. Um, we did you yeah, crafty. Yeah, crafty, Yeah, that that was us. <laughs> Um, yeah, so us three have been kind of figuring out different places to move, and we want to go to New York at some point, um, just because I've always wanted to live in the city. Yeah. Um, I, I love that city. My mom grew up in Floral Park outside of, on Long Island. Oh, okay. Um, so just a lot of New York. It's a big kind change of,
0: to go from there to Alaska. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so... Yeah, but but obviously New York is extremely expensive, Mm -hmm. and I need space to be able to keep trying to do YouTube stuff. Yeah. Um, So pretty much killing ourselves over a tiny apartment in New York is just, it's not going to be very fun at all. Yeah. So uh, we were like, all right, let's find somewhere we can go that's going to be easy to live, Mm -hmm. and we can, you know... I'm completely blanking on my words. <laughs> um, we can kind of start ourselves off with some things, like yeah. get into like little industries here and there, because pretty much anywhere you go is gonna have some form of film scene.
0: Yeah,
1: um, Alaska actually works with Vancouver a lot. Yeah, um, I, I
0: remember you said Vancouver you're going possibly.
1: Um, yeah, I don't. I know at one point we planned Montreal.
0: Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Montreal was, was on the agenda, but I just didn't want to deal with immigration stuff. That was gonna yeah, be a pain right. in the butt. Yeah. Uh, Montreal is a beautiful city, though. Uh, but Alaska and Vancouver have some interactions, and there's not a ton of post houses in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Like, not at all. And there's a bunch of people that film stuff up there because of the scenery. Yeah. Like, you can pretty much point the camera somewhere and it's gonna look nice <laughs> yeah good be
0: real for anything uh,
1: yeah uh so if we can you know get in with some of like a post house there and maybe have like a job but honestly with um courtney's editing reel uh yeah. and jared's um i'm trying to still figure out coloring <laughs> yeah uh rona kind of screwed over my ability to work with miller on because he was gonna work with me individually on color stuff. Uh huh. Um so I kinda I didn't get to do that, so I might email him and ask if if there's a way he can kinda teach me remotely somehow. But uh anyway Mm -hmm. starting a post house up in Alaska wouldn't be the worst idea ever. Yeah. Um just see what we can do up there. Um and it's cheap to live for the most part. The the thing that's expensive is like Buying things like groceries or having uh, things yeah. uh, like Amazon packages and stuff because delivery fees are insane in right. Alaska. Really, yeah, um, but <laughs> completely blanked on where I was going with that <laughs> sentence. Um, My brain isn't working. Um, talking about. Yeah, basically, Alaska is just a good spot to get started again. Yeah. I just kind of start things up. It's a completely new space for Courtney and Jared, mm-hmm. um, which I think both of them want just like kind of an adventure, just yeah. like, we're in our early 20s. Let's let let's go somewhere just, you know, yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. Um And I don't think I really fully realized how much I wanted to go back to Alaska until one night I was kind of thinking about things and I texted Jared I was like dude I'm about to like just let's just go to Alaska cause we had discussed it before oh really um and people were okay with it and I was kind of expecting some like pushback of like ah we could go some other places yeah uh and he went okay (laughs) it was very Jared like and I was I read the text and I was just like oh okay And so I I thought about it, and I I went and talked to Courtney, kind of expecting somebody to, like, push back at this idea (laughs) to stop me. And she was – she just said, yeah, okay. Why not? Um, (laughs) So I all of a sudden was being told by the two people I'm moving with, like, yeah, let's do it. Like, why not? Yeah. So I was extremely excited, and then that's the moment I was kind of just to myself, like – Oh, I think I've wanted to move back home a lot more than I really thought I did. I, I miss that place quite a lot. Yeah. What's your earliest memory there? Earliest memory? Probably, I was one and a half. Wow. Two. No, I think I was only like 18 months, according to what my parents... Holy crap. Um, and the earliest memory, in order, it takes pl- over the course of like a day. Okay. Um, I was in church with my parents our pastor said something uh, to the effect of, like, our youth group, blah, 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 it's all kind of muffled. I look behind us, and the youth group comes in with a trash can, and they open the lid, and a goose flies out of it. They had, like, caught a goose. I don't know Alaska the context. <laughs> just Alaska things, I guess. Uh, and I apparently, because I don't really remember the rest, I remember seeing you go... And then the memory cuts. My dad says I just, like, shot up their leg and was just, like, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> freaking out. The next memory I have is being asleep, and it was a dream. Um, and it was pitch black. I was pretty much looking up at the ceiling, and just this goose head pops up and then looks down at me. Yeah. And I freaked out. And then the next memory is being outside. My mom was holding me, and she said, yeah, Dad got rid of the goose. Wow. So that's the order of things that I remember very distinctly.
0: <laughs> Do you remember being that small? Do you remember like what that felt like? Not really. <laughs> did the memory I just it have
1: was? just like the vivid visual memories of that. Wow. And I have a couple of them because I have another one where I like, I saw our house from like a, almost not directly bird's eye, but kind of like off to the side, slightly above the ground. Okay. Um, from the road you come in and then I woke up and I was in a blue office. In Um, real life? Yeah. In real life. I like woke up and I was in a blue office. There was like a doctor's office. And I finally asked my parents about this. Like last month, I was like, do you know what that memory would be from? She's like, well, it sounds like doctor such and such office. And so that might be an earlier memory. From when you were born. From, like... Well, that's what I was trying to figure out. I was like, did I have one of the rare things where, like, I remember things as, like, almost pre-being born? Whoa. (laughs) Um, I don't think that was it. So... But I think I probably was extremely young. Like, I think it happened before the goose incident. So I would have been, like, almost one or younger. Wow. And I have no idea why those memories have stuck with me for so long. It's very strange. It's very strange. (laughs) Um, But other memories I have are just the place. Just living in Alaska is such a unique place to live. I I have a very deep love for the geography and weather and just the views of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Um, And Alaska is probably the, the pinnacle of it. It's just... Mountains, lakes, glaciers, just all of it. It's such a beautiful area. Um, I'm super excited to go back. Um, Extremely ready to enjoy summer again. I don't (laughs) take the heat very well, so it's been 16 years of me hating summer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because it's, I think... I mean, it can get up to the 70s or 80s. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if you go farther north, because I was actually towards the south. Homer, Alaska is on the Kenai Peninsula, like the very tip at the bottom.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, If you go up to like Fairbanks, which is several hours north past Anchorage in the middle of Alaska almost, um, it'll get up to like 90 or 100 there. Whoa. Yeah. I
0: didn't
1: know. Um, Which, yeah, most people don't really know. Uh, the flip side though, is because it's landlocked, that's why it get the, the weather extremes are so much, wow. um, it'll get down to negative 80 in the winter. <laughs> negative 80. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even comprehend that. So when I was, you know, in Homer, it would get up to 70, 80, maybe. Yeah. Um, the hottest I remember it was like 70. Wow. And I remember being like, oh, I'm going to die. And then I moved to Virginia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where it's humid all the time, and yeah. 90 is nothing. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm excited for pretty much, like, upper 60-degree summers again. Yeah. I can't wait. What were the winters like there? The winters in Homer... You know what's funny? Um, and my buddy George, who... He can attest to this, because he does not like the cold. Hmm. Um, so he, like, hates winter. And he went to Colorado... To work at like a ski lodge or something like that, oh, um, cool. just randomly.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. With so in Colorado's more up north, it's got that dry weather like Alaska does.
2: Okay.
1: Because um, when I asked my parents, I was like, "What would it be like? You know, average? It, it'll be zero pretty easily. Uh-huh. Um. If it got really cold, it could get down to the negative tens, twenties. Yeah. But I never ever remember being cold. Really? Like I have in Virginia. Because, huh. like, w- Virginia, like, it's just, like, oh, yeah. biting cold because yeah. of the humidity. Right. The, a dry cold is so much different. It's just, like, it's cold, <laughs> but it's it doesn't, like, get to your bones like yeah. the humidity makes it happen That's over here. It's very weird. Um, and, I mean, when George came back and was like, yeah, man, I, like, it was cold, but, like, it's not the same i was like i told you i was like i told you (laughs) it's hard to explain to someone who hasn't been in both yeah but a dry cold and a humid cold are just extremely different
0: wow that is really interesting i never heard that um
1: lots of snow though
0: yeah i miss snow
1: yeah and it's been too long since i've had like an actual white christmas yeah, did it even snow this year? I don't think so. I don't think, I don't so think it snowed once. I think we got flurries Yeah. one time. But it never stuck on the ground. Yeah. The know. last good snow I remember was from 2015. Okay.
0: The end well, of 2015, saying, yeah, beginning of
1: 2016. Um, yeah, I was at Liberty five years.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about that. I don't know if you want to do that now.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I'll I'll just finish the snow story and we yeah. can move right on into it. Um <laughs> The la- so the end of 2015, beginning of 2016, I was at the Annex. Okay. For you know, for those who don't know, the Annex is an old motel that's like off of Liberty's campus, mm-hmm. so it's kind of its own thing. Um, <laughs> it's where all the poor kids go. Oh, is that what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. It's us poor kids vibing out in an old motel. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually really liked the Annex because it felt disconnected from mm-hmm. Liberty mm-hmm. and it kind of felt like you were sort of you're doing your own thing yeah and all the rooms are bigger really yeah cause it's an old motel room so if you
2: yeah
1: my yeah. second year I was here I roomed with my buddy John who's the guy that got me into the film school um uh-huh we managed to get a room with just two people because normally you share it with three. Okay. So it feels a little more cramped because you have three people, but technically you have more space. Yeah. Um, but it was when it was just me and John, our rooms were way bigger than pretty much anybody else's. Right. Like, commons rooms are way smaller. Yeah. Everybody else has a way smaller room than the Annex does. Um. Anyway, I keep getting sidetracked and rabbit-trailing. I do that all the time. That's okay. It's, <laughs> it makes my editing job super hard when I film because yeah. I'm like, stop talking! Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So we went to the annex and the deal with the annex that year, because they've done this like every year except for the past couple when they finally actually shut it down. Yeah. Uh, you go to the annex the first semester and then you get the same price for the commons because the commons two had just finished uh, or where they were just finishing it. Yeah. So I was actually the one of like the first group to be in that commons building. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the deal. We went away for Christmas break, um, came back, and we were kind of g- waiting to hear from housing when we would be able to go over. Yeah. As pretty much everything with Liberty is, especially housing, communication was not good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we never really knew what was going to happen and when. We were just kind of waiting. And then, probably the biggest snowstorm I can think of in Virginia. Like, I can only think of, like, two other times since my, like, 16 years of being here Mm -hmm. that I've seen a snowstorm this big. It hit, um, and it became known as Snowpocalypse here in the Liberty community, and we were stranded at the annex. We couldn't, nobody could go anywhere. Really? Um, And they had to, and (laughs) the mini-rot, which is the dining hall for the annex, so the annex kids could actually, like, have food, had closed down in preparation for us to move. So we were there with nothing. They had to, like, ship in food. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know how it happened because they weren't, like, actively keeping it up while I was there. But when between when I left for Christmas break and when I came back and the snowstorm hit, somehow all of the paint had started peeling off of things. And it, it just started falling apart just randomly. Huh. And the annex for that time when we were stranded there, became exactly what everybody on campus thought the annex was. Like, you know, the joke, the meme of, like, ah, the annex is, like, run down. It's only, like, you know, it's just weird. Yeah. It became that. It was basically a homeless shelter for a while because they shipped food in, and we couldn't sit in the mini rot because it was all, like, packed up. So you had to get a styrofoam plate fill it up, and then take it back to your room. That stinks. And heat started turning off on people. Uh, My heat went out. uh, And when you called to, like, say, hey, can you come fix this? It was just no. Like, nothing was being done. They were not doing anything. So for, like, I think it was, like, a week. It was a solid week or two. We were stranded there in a homeless shelter pretty much. (laughs) Until it finally cleared away. And then, like... It was probably two weeks later, uh, they finally figured things out and we were able to move into the commons. Wow. Um, But that was was crazy. That is crazy. That was a weird time. I kind of forgot that we were talking about snow and that was the point of the story.
0: (laughs) Do you think that was Jerry's way of oppressing the poor kids?
1: Probably. He's always after us. lived at the commons and we thought we were gonna have to figure out where to go and then they announced oh wait we accepted too many people we're reopening the annex and me and my buddy john were like we're going back really <laughs> yeah because it was cheap and john managed to find a a room to secure that only had two people so oh, it was just nice. me and john that's pretty cool that year was a strange year
0: that was twenty sixteen? That was
1: the year of the twenty sixteen election into yeah, twenty seventeen. Right. That was a strange year. It wasn't like a bad year like twenty twenty has been. It was just weird. Yeah. Just being on campus at that time. Yeah. Um where well, you you would have been I here at here, that yeah. time, yeah. So. I don't know what it was, man. The twenty sixteen election changed so many things. Yeah. Just attitudes, how people treated people. Mm-hmm. The Liberty vibe was weird cuz I visited the year before I came and it was it was still I mean it was definitely still Liberty but it it had some elements of freedom of believing what you yeah. want to believe sort of and yeah. they would have unique people come into convo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Bernie. yeah, I was there. I actually I really... saw Bernie, yeah. yeah. Um which was really interesting. Um That's really weird, just given how things have changed with him, like how big of a figure he's become. Um, Yeah. It's weird that I was actually in the same room. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, because I was there for that, and that was probably the last year they ever had someone else with any kind of opposing viewpoint come in and speak. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was was rough. Um, But that 2016 election was strange. But also, being at the annex at that time because me and John had friends already mm-hmm. um, and our buddy George came back to the annex with us so we we had like two other people we knew um, our buddy George who we really liked and our buddy Dryden you know Dryden, yes. Dryden Joss, Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Dryden we knew him uh, but we pro- we didn't really talk to anybody else cause we, all of them were annoying <laughs> <laughs> at the annex but yeah, yeah we are yeah. just like ugh I don't like any of these people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, And it was, it was so bad. And we, we interacted with people so little that we were, I think it was second semester. Me and John were like talking to somebody outside of our room. Mm-hmm. And someone came up who was on the hall, I think. And they're like, Oh, Hey, what's your name? And we were just, and he's like, where do you live? And we went right here. And he was like, Oh, you're on this hall. We're like, yeah. <laughs> it's That's like, weird. I didn't know that. Me and John later kind of were like, man, we really haven't seen anybody, have we? <laughs> Nobody knows we exist. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys have RAs there? Yes, we did. Okay. Huh. I have a funny story about it. Did you ever get written up for trash or not cleaning your room? Anyway? No. Um, or uh, or missing combo? No, I had really cool RA's. Okay, so we can get to the the liberty question here, but I have a story that I have to tell because it still to this day pisses my two friends off. Of <laughs> so <laughs> I got to, I did. Convo was like the one thing that I had to get up early for because yeah. I had figured out my classes to be at like I think the earliest class I had was twelve forty
2: five.
1: So I was I was pretty happy with that. Um... And I th- one morning I, w- I woke up for convo and I was, I just thought to myself, I don't, I don't want to go to this. <laughs> so I just, I was, I was, whatever. If they write me up, they write me up. And I went back to sleep. A mm-hmm. couple days go by and I never got an email. I never got written up. Yeah. Nothing happened. And I was like, hmm, maybe they don't care that much. Yeah. So another convo comes up and I think the same thing. I wake up. And I'm like, I don't want to go to this. I didn't get ridden up last time, so if I get ridden up this time, not a big deal. Yeah. Go to sleep. A couple days by, nothing happens. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking at this point, I'm starting to think, I'm like, I don't think they care. Right. So the next convo that was coming up, I think was Tommy Lauren or something. Oh. It was somebody annoying yeah. that nobody <laughs> wanted to see. Yeah. So I'm in the room, I'm talking to George and John. About the next convo, and both of them just have the same. They're like, Oh my goodness, I do not want to go to this. It's going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Boys, listen to me. I've skipped convo twice, haven't been written up. Yeah. Just like, just sleep through it. It'll be fine. And they're like, Seriously? I'm like, have yet to be written up. Absolute guarantee you're good. And they're like, I right, cool. We're skipping. So all of us go to sleep, wake up, go do our things on campus. John is in film school at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, we all go. <laughs> He gets back before I do. I walk in the door and John whips around in the couch and he's like, did you get an email? And I was like, about what? And he goes, I got written up. <laughs> and I was like, really? How? And he's like, I don't know. I just got written up. And then George comes in later, and he got written up. And me and John had bunk beds, because that's how all of the dorms are. You have bunk beds. Uh -uh. He was in the top bunk, and I was in the bottom bunk. So I am clearly the one you can see first. Yeah. I didn't get written up. Why? I have no idea. I have no idea how it happened. But I looked through my email a million times, and I was like, boys, I didn't get written up. And they were pissed. <laughs> They're like, John was like, what the f- are you kidding me? <laughs> it's like, how did I get written up and you didn't? <laughs> yeah. You had the same RAs, obviously. We had the same exact- we were all in the same hall. Me and John were in the same the room. The same room. The same exact room. I got away with it three times, and they did it once and got written up. <laughs> wow. I will never understand They're that. still bitter about it to this day. Right. If I bring it up they're both like I hate you <laughs> It's like a twelve dollar fine, right? It's something like it's like, I think it's ten. Okay. I think it's a ten dollar fine and yeah. every time you get written up it gets steeper in price. Yeah. Liberty want that money. Yeah.
0: Where does that money go? Not to us. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: yeah. Silly beans. Um so you live here now um how did that kind of happen
1: uh pretty much just by necessity of being at liberty i moved off campus with john uh we had an apartment uh downtown Mm -hmm. um do you know where cavalier burger is Mm -hmm. okay it's on if it's it's off of rivermont that road that's where we used to live okay (laughs) is downtown okay um so we we had a place down there and then i moved in with my buddy george and jared at cornerstone okay and then i moved somewhere else in cornerstone in with uh, my girlfriend and some i think yeah my girlfriend my sister is here now um Mm -hmm. so we're all in the same place and then hannah and josiah
0: they're living together and you're living... Yeah, we're all in the same place. Oh, sweet. That's, yeah. That's cool.
1: Rent be cheap. <laughs> really? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, because yeah, we're splitting oh, yeah, it yeah, five yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's just by necessity. So uh, we're staying here another year to s- put aside some money um, and just kind of get prepped to move to Alaska. Yeah. Uh, wow. We would go right now but i want to make sure we have some kind of solid base before we head up yeah. there and going in the winter would not be a good idea cuz we got to drive up there yeah uh, yeah um and dr- driving up driving in the winter is you know dicey period just cuz of other drivers but mm-hmm. going up the alaska highway i don't feel like dying no yeah <laughs> i sort truckers pretty much <laughs> But it's a beautiful road trip. I have done it. I've driven the length three times. I haven't made the back and forth trip three times. When we moved to Virginia in 2004, we drove. And Mm. then in 2014, we visited with some friends of ours and we made the trip again. So we drove up and then back. Okay. It's about a seven day trip. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, that's. I think it's like three and a half days if you don't stop. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But if
1: you're driving probably twelve to eighteen hour days uh, for seven days, that's about it. That's that's a trip. Yeah, it's it's a trip for sure. It's it's a it's a gauntlet, but it's really fun once you get past once you get halfway through, because <laughs> you have to go through like Indiana, Illinois, Ohio, yeah. uh, Minnesota, the Dakotas, and Saskatchewan, which are all the same. It's just Flat. Yeah. Just for Flat, as far nothing. as you can see, it's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> the Badlands in South Dakota are okay. Those are pretty cool. What's that? I don't it's know. just this, w- I don't even know how it happened, but it's just this really unique spot in South Dakota that's got like little lakes places just oh. everywhere. And it's oh, just, think, it's such yeah. a unique part of the country uh, in such a relatively boring mm-hmm. area. The Badlands just kind of sticks out. It's a very cool place. That is cool. I must, I've, have- Pretty sure I've seen pictures of that. But once you hit Alberta and you get, like, halfway through it, that's when the mountains start popping up. And then British Columbia is all mountains and the Yukon, and you just go all the way up into Alaska. Yeah. That's where the Alaska Highway starts, and that is one of the coolest road trips you can go on. Because you've just got wildlife everywhere. Really? Just everywhere. That's You'll weird. see pretty much, like just herds of bison just along the road crossing the road you'll have to stop let them go caribou um mountain goats doll sheep i've seen we when we went up there a bear crossed the road and like brushed our car um yeah you'll see everything they just are so used to cars kind of going up and down through there just nothing none of them none of them care they're just vibing yeah just watching the cars go by but it's it's a super cool road trip. I'm excited for them to experience that. Yeah. Cuz it's a it's a unique thing. Very. What do you think made you a creative person? I have no idea. Probably genetics. I think my mom really? was in theater uh-huh. for a little while. Um, and through that has a lot of weird connections to like very famous people now. Really? Um, yeah, sort sort of. Um not like close personal friendships, but just like things here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, to rabbit trail very quickly. I won't, I won't take too much time. <laughs> uh, just because I think it's interesting. Um, my mom was really good friends with John Caglione, who is a makeup artist, okay and he got he won an Oscar for his work on Dick Tracy. Oh wow. Um, he's the guy that like created. The Coneheads. No way. Um, he worked on Heat. He's pretty much in any movie Al Pacino is in because him and Pacino are like good friends.
0: No, that's so cool.
1: Because um, when my mom went out and visited him visited him with a friend of hers, Yeah. she was supposed to... Because he was working on Heat at the time. Wow. She was supposed to go have lunch with him, Al Pacino, and Madonna, but he got sick so she couldn't go. Oh, no. But they got... On film, and I want the film because it's cool. Yeah. They have on film Machin- uh, Machino. Al Pacino and Madonna both saying, Hi, Bess. Sorry we couldn't get lunch. We'll have to do it soon. And I was like, what? That's insane. <laughs> that piece of film is out there somewhere? I want it. Yes. <laughs> I want that piece of film. Um, and while she was out there, she... Grabbed the phone because he was, you know, and he was, she was at his place and he was off doing something and the phone rang. She picked it up. Guy asked if he was there and she was like, no, no, no and hung up the phone. And he was like, do you know who that was? She was like, no, it's Bill Murray. <laughs>
0: oh my goodness. And
1: then he called again at another point. And she answered the phone and she got to talk to him. So she's talked, chatted with Bill Murray. She was supposed to go bowling with Christopher Reeve. Like Superman. Yes. Do you know why she didn't? Because he died. The accident. Yeah, oh my the gosh. paralyzing accident is the reason my mom did not go bowling with Christopher Reeve. She just casually drops these kind of things on me, and I'm like, "Excuse me? Yeah. What? <laughs> like how? How did that happen? She's like, I don't know. It was like people knew each other. I guess growing up in New York and being in theater in the '70s and '80s. Yeah you're going to run into people that kind of launched to fame at that time. Yeah. Um, How do you pick up the phone and not recognize Bill Murray's voice? I guess an old phone just back in the day just kind of distorted it just enough. Yeah. Um, But what was the other thing? This one isn't as cool, but she had the same drama teacher as Eddie Murphy. That's cool, yeah. Um, And (laughs) I think, the I can't remember if it was a guy or a girl, but they were basically like, yeah, um... I will always live in regret because he wasn't showing up to class very often because he was auditioning for SNL, and I kicked him out of class. Oh and almost immediately goodness. after, he got on SNL. <laughs> That's really
0: funny. He wouldn't have. I he wouldn't have
1: came back anyway. I guess. Oh yeah, He'd no, he wouldn't have. Deliver. But if she had been cool about it, they could have been. They friends. could have been homes. Yeah, true. But yeah. she kicked him out, so now he makes it big, and you know, probably first thought is like. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. I'm on SNL now. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> yeah. He was like one of the youngest at the time too. I think. Yeah.
0: To Because
1: at the time, Bill Murray and all of them were on, so he would have been the young guy.
0: Yeah. Um. I don't know. We've talked about a liberty a lot, and I have like a lot of liberty. Oh,
1: get back to your original question. Oh, yeah. Made me a creative person. Um, yeah, my mom was in theater. My dad apparently really liked to write, mm-hmm. um, just, like, in general. He yeah. was, like, I, at one point I wanted to kind of be, like, a outdoor article person. Oh, okay. I'm um, just writing about, like, outdoor stuff.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so, at a younger age, I think I was probably in, like, fifth grade, a buddy of mine, um, who are family friends of ours introduced he was like you should read this book and i had read narnia and stuff like that before Mm -hmm. um and i started reading the percy jackson series which i think a lot of people grew up with Mm -hmm. um and i was really into that and then earlier in my life i had gotten really hooked on lord of the rings yeah um and even though i got because i'm a i'm a big old when it comes to scary movies (laughs) okay um when i was little they scared me um but I still wanted to watch them. Like, despite the fact that it would, like, freak me out at night, I always wanted to watch them. Yeah. And it was also at that time that I started, like, writing just, like, fictional books. Mm. Um, the first one I did with a buddy of mine, we got to page, like, 58 or something mm. like that, which was a big, big thing for two fifth grade kids. Definitely. Um, and I, <laughs> I found it at one point a couple years ago, and I was like, Dude, guess what I found, and I gave it to him to read, and he finished it and got back to me. He's like, "Dude, that shit was terrible." <laughs> you were in fifth grade, though. I know. He's like, "He's like, I know we were in fifth grade, but like, still, this was bad." <laughs> um, so I started writing a lot. I think between like fifth grade and I probably stopped, like, really giving it goes here and there in my senior year of high school. Mm. I started like 20 different books. Wow. Um and the started can be anything from I had an idea and wrote the idea down and it never went past there to yeah. I would I did I didn't even know Tolkien did this, but I used to do this a lot because I found it interesting. I would draw maps mm. of just like worlds. Yeah um and then i I would be like okay cool and then i could base my story within the world i had created which is pretty much exactly what tolkien used to do and i found that out years later when i started watching some of the uh appendices like behind the scenes stuff from the lord of the rings movies yeah um so that, that was kind of interesting to find out but super so i would you know draw maps or i would uh have an idea i would get you know Two pages, I would get twenty pages, mm-hmm. and then just give up because I was like, I don't see where this plot is going. And over time, my I still love them. It's they're my favorite movies of all time. Um, which always I always as a film student, I always want to be like, oh, you know, my favorite movie is parasite or some yeah. <laughs> some like something that someone would be like wow yeah he's a film student <laughs> yeah. but i it's lord of the rings yeah. those movies have such an emotional impact on me i love the story i love the world um and i always will and as time kind of went on i kind of realized whoa wait a minute these movies are really cool and making movies with like siblings and then i started making movies with friends yeah i was like I can just blend my, you know, love of, like, writing with movies and I can, like, actually make some things here. Uh, And that's when that started and I made bunches of different movies with my friends for school, Mm -hmm. just outside projects. Um, In, like, junior year of high school, I convinced my English teacher that instead of writing a Huck Finn essay, uh, me and my my boys would make a movie and we would just give her the script and we could watch in class. And she was like that seems like a lot of work. I don't know if you guys are going to be able to do it. Yeah. And one of the girls in my class who had seen us make, you know, tons of uh, terrible movies, <laughs> but we just everybody thought it was funny because, yeah. you know, it's high school. You mm-hmm. can get away with being dumb. Yeah. <laughs> um, she backed us up was like, if anybody in this class can do it, it's these guys. Mm-hmm. And she looked and she's like, okay. So that's what we did. Wow. Um, and we got A's. Really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. We did a movie version of Huck Finn. With uh, an all-white cast. <laughs> 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 um, we didn't say the end. Ant- That's <laughs> what I was wondering. We didn't say it. <laughs> we're not trying to, to do that. That's good. Um, we actually had a big a discussion about that. We are like, other books have like cha- swapped that word out with like random words. Uh, okay. and we are like, we could just do that. Is we, did. So we just flipped to a random page in the dictionary and just <laughs> chose a noun, uh-huh. um, and it was cuttlefish. Oh, okay. And so we used that. Yeah. Looking back, I don't know how insensitive that was. It might be a little insensitive. It might not be. I genuinely don't know the yeah. reaction people would have. I was in high school. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did a, You know, a bunch of dumb things as a kid. that <laughs> I'd probably look back on and I'm like, yeah, that's... That was yeah. dumb. Yeah, um, you live and learn. You grow. Right. Uh, anyway, that's pretty much where my creative journey started, and you know I found shows that I loved, and I guess I can actually because I remember one of the questions I can lead in. I did have a different major when I came to Liberty yeah. because of my love of the show Psych. Is <laughs> funny my brain didn't just figure this out. Um, I was like. Man, being a detective would be cool. Yeah. So I came in deliberately as a criminal justice major. Wow. And that lasted three weeks. Wow. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I was going to some classes, and then I had my but my like one of my best friends uh, who was my roommate Thomas. Um, he had been friends with people from the year before. They were all a year ahead of me. And I kind of met them, and I wandered into their room, and my buddy, soon to be good friend and Mm -hmm. for uh, next roommate, John was in there, and I started chatting to him about just you know like what major you are, and he said, oh I'm semat arts. I was like, oh man, I considered doing that as like because I think it'd be really cool, but I just I don't know I wanted to do something more realistic because you know (laughs) yeah that's what a lot of people try to think, and he went, I don't know man this program. Is like really good. There's a lot of stuff you learn, and there's you can. There's a decent chance you can get a job fairly quickly coming out of it. Yeah, and I went, huh? And we because we had talked about it for a while, and I think the very next day I went and switched my major. Wow. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I dropped the the criminal justice class.
0: So you only had in. one class at that point. Probably? I had
1: only taken. A couple weeks worth of one class in yeah. criminal justice and bounced. Yeah. And didn't look back. Because the next semester, as soon as I started taking... I think it was writing with Torres. It was mm. Introduction to Screenwriting with yeah. Torres. Immediately. Just, like, being in the cine rooms with the screen and everything. And, like, started talking about story stuff. I was like, yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> oh, wow, that's, that's a good
0: feeling. That's yeah, really cool. it is. It's,
1: it's a really good feeling when you just... you're Because college is such a... Looking back on it, um, if not for the people I have met through Liberty and stuff, I don't know if I would do college. Um, I think there's a bunch of other ways I could go about learning some things yeah. and saving a lot of money. Uh-huh. I think that's the biggest thing is just saving money.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but the people I've met and the memories I made, I just I wouldn't trade it for yeah. pretty much anything. But. College as a high schooler is just kind of stressful of just like, what do I want to do? Yeah. All this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think the f- the first moment you're in a class in your major, and it's not like a gen ed where it's the same old, same old. Yeah. That feeling of being in the class and the professor starts talking about it and you're immediately engaged. Yeah. Yeah is one of the coolest feelings. You're like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, this is this is it. Yeah. It's a, it's a really relieving feeling of, yeah, I think this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah.
0: That's really cool. Um,
1: did you graduate?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is where I was supposed to be. Did you graduate? No. <laughs> uh, so basically... I had two math classes and a philosophy class that I didn't do, and okay. somehow managed... Because I had... The reason I was here five years is because I was behind on a bunch of gen ed, because I am not a scholastic individual. I'm <laughs> terrible at it. Okay. Uh, I have... Like, if it's something I don't see a purpose in... Right. I t- I'm, not, I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah. I don't want to do this. Yeah. So I have a very hard time forcing myself to do it. So I didn't get into the film program the first time I applied. Oh, yeah. Um, so I did another year of Gen Eds, reapplied, and they're like, you know, why you? I was like, I stayed here next year just to be in this program. Yada, yada, I got in, didn't look back at the other Gen Eds. I was like, all right, I'll just finish film school, whatever. I don't, yeah. I don't care. And then got through junior year, and then senior year, um, something happened with audio audio class and i had i like i think i failed it (laughs) i got i think i got a d Uh and so i I had to do like an essay to get it up Mm -hmm. and then right around the time i was supposed to do it um i kind of like i was like i was only going to classes second semester because i wanted to finish my thesis film yeah that was really the only thing that mattered to me i was like i don't care about grades don't care about any of it i am here to work with other people
2: yeah
1: color my film get this thing done yeah that's all i want out of this film school is people connections my film yeah that's about it Uh and so right around the time i was gonna have to try and do the thing for audio which i had Pretty much, to be honest, already decided. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like, what are they going to do? Kick me out halfway through? Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> just very quick side note. I had kind of emailed Walls a couple of times, and he, I, he was doing it on purpose. I know it. Uh, he wouldn't give me a straight answer because I kept trying to dance around. What happens this semester if I? didn't do the thing that I was supposed to do. And he'd be like, that would be very bad. He's like, you would have to make it up eventually. And so I got enough out of him that I was like, yeah, I don't think they can kick me out. And I was like, all right, I'm not doing this. (laughs) But uh, anyway, right around that time when we were uh, kind of all figuring things out. I mean, that semester was crazy for the first one. The first one? Yeah, like that That most recent semester when we all came back and all of a sudden they were like, essays, do school essays. And I don't know about you guys, but being in the Torres cohort was a wildly different experience from the rest of you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Um, yeah. So it felt weird having been in a program that was way more, felt like professional. It almost felt like an internship where we were really working on things. And then for the last semester in film school to be much more school. Yeah. Like where we're writing academic papers on how does this movie use persuasion well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt weird and no one was really vibing with it. Uh, I wasn't the only one. And uh, I kind of started losing interest and then corona hit Mm -hmm. and we had to go online. And that was just the final nail in the coffin. I was like man, I can't show up and work on my film anymore. Yeah. What's the point? So I just didn't show up to anything. Yeah. I didn't... I just started working on YouTube. That's all I did. <laughs> yeah. I was I would uh, check in on people. I would, you know, say hey to people. Uh, but I was pretty much just working on YouTube at the time. That's all I did. Yeah. Um...
0: I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, did you finish your short film?
1: So it is edited i think courtney might do a re-edit maybe okay and hannah did a dialogue edit for it mm-hmm. um so our challenge now is getting my brother is going to be doing the score for it because my brother is a scoring and like music major cool yep he just started college last year so he's going into his sophomore year oh wow um at jmu i don't know if yeah yeah. yeah yeah um they have a Rather prestigious music school there. Um, anyway, so he's going to score it, and we're going to... Courtney um, knows a guy, Craig. He was actually in the Liberty Film School as well. Okay. He is back in the Bahamas. Wow. Um, that's where he lives and grew up. Um, and he's doing a ton of work out there. Really? Just there's not a lot of post houses in the Bahamas, apparently. Yeah. So he's killing it out there just doing tons of work. That's sweet. But we might end up sending my film to them to get sound and everything done and yeah. mixed and all that. And then if I have to, I'll probably have somebody who can color it. Mm-hmm. But I would prefer to try and work with Miller remotely and learn how to color it myself Yeah. and do that. Did um, you do the intensive? I did. Okay. I did. I did yeah. do the intensive and I, I learned... A little bit here and there. Um, the coloring was probably the most interesting part to me. I wish it had been more color-focused or had
2: yeah.
1: something been a little more color. Um, because I was with Torres and he was a stickler about things, I couldn't actually do the coloring specialty mm-hmm. or specialization, yeah. uh, which is why when I talked to Miller, he was like, yeah, we'll just do it on the side by ourselves. That's cool. Yeah. Miller, I, as far as my film school experience, I'm going to say this um, – Professor Miller is the homie. (laughs) That dude and Juan are probably the two people in the film school who I have the utmost respect for because they always wanted to help the students. They were always very cool about everything. I don't know much about Nelson. I didn't have too many interactions Mm -hmm. with him. But Miller and Juan were both just so engaged in... Helping us, helping us grow, being there for people if they were having trouble.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I wasn't even in Miller's cohort. Yeah. And Miller was just, anytime I had a question, anytime I wanted, you know, some advice or just, he was there. He was, yeah. So, if there's a couple of good things that came out of it is knowing Professor Miller. Because that dude is one of the coolest people I have ever known. Yeah, he's, he's really cool. so cool. And I, I wish he was running things a little more yeah. i think if miller was running things and kind of had more say in stuff i mm-hmm. think that program could really take off yeah but um yeah so that's where my film is at it's it's definitely it's i'm not gonna just let it sit There was a bunch of people that worked really hard on it mm-hmm. um i had a very small crew but <laughs> all of them worked super hard i had a great cast uh and I, I don't want to just let it sit and have everybody feel like they did it for nothing. Yeah. Um and I, I think it's it's a good product. Um I'm I mean everybody's first thesis film is like something you'll look back on eventually and be like, ah I could have done better here, here, yeah, here, here. Right. Because um, that's just how growth works. Right. But I think it's a good product and I'm I, I just I wanna get it finished. I wanna put it through some film festivals and my lead actress, Jay, uh she is going to whenever it gets done, um, as if she's you know not busy at the time, uh, she's going to try and help me navigate the distribution route. of really? um, that's cool. Film festivals and where to put it, whether it's you know YouTube or Amazon Prime or something yeah. like that. But yeah. uh, she has this group that she's worked with, and they pretty much anytime she's in a movie or something, they're there to like. Push it! Wow. So yeah, uh, we could we could get it pushed somewhere once the uh, film festival stuffs are done. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, how did you get into the YouTube world? That probably began my freshman year mm-hmm. when I was introduced to Game Grumps. All right. Uh, Game Grumps started with... I like the name, though. <laughs> yeah, Game Grumps originally started with Aaron Hansen, uh, or Ego Raptor, who is a big animator off of Newgrounds and came to YouTube, uh-huh. and JonTron. Okay. And so those two did, like, one year of it, and then they had some creative differences in how they wanted things to go, so JonTron went off to do his own thing, Mm-hmm. And Dan Avedan from Ninja Sex Party, the band, who I love that band so much, they're so funny, uh, took over, and I think they actually had a really, they had a really good dynamic. I love those two. Um, and so they continued it together. As some random backstory of Game Grumps. Uh, <laughs> so I got introduced to that, and then... So I watched them for a while, and then I got into Neebs Gaming... Um, funny, I started off in the gaming world okay. of YouTube before most other things. Yeah, uh, but more comedic Let's Play, not like serious like uh, yeah. gaming yeah. stuff. Um, and then what was next? I eventually got introduced to who was it? What YouTube was I watching So I watched Jontron. Uh, I would watch IDubs. Okay. Uh, and then I got introduced to Gus Johnson, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eddie Burback, Drew Gooden, Dan Gonzalez, Cody Co, Noel Miller, and that kind of just <sighs> flooded. And I think over the past two years, yeah, um, since twenty eighteen, is really when I dove into YouTube culture, Uh-oh. and I just really enjoyed the the world there. Um, and I've been technically doing youtube since 2008 wow because <laughs> uh, me and a buddy would make videos together and he would put them on youtube uh, they were private because my mom was a stereotypical mother of the time where mm-hmm. everybody was freaked out about the internet it's yeah. like if you upload something someone will kidnap you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna happen yeah. um but uh Doing it seriously, or semi-seriously, I started a gaming channel with John and George, actually. Oh, cool. Uh, in 2017, mm-hmm. or 2016, technically, but we started recording the second semester in 2017, and then we recorded a bunch of stuff while we were there, and then we started editing and releasing it in the summer.
2: Yeah.
1: That channel went nowhere. <laughs> um, and then I started doing a movie review channel. Which burnt out very quickly. Um, I just wanted to do different things. I guess... I'm not really sure what happened. I think it was because... I don't know. Brain stopped working. Uh, I don't, yeah, that channel just kind of burnt out. And a couple of years... Not actually a couple of years. Uh, the rest of that year went by. We were releasing more of, from our gaming channel mm-hmm. um, the whole time. And... When John graduated and moved, me and George were still here, and our buddy Jared, who I would move in with him and uh, George uh Jared had kind of joined in on the channel and was in a couple of different series yeah. that we did, so I was like, well you know I'll, i I want to get some new mic equipment maybe up the production here yeah uh, and we can do a new channel I was like i don't I want to leave this as kind of just like. This happened. We'll just put that aside. Mm -hmm. We'll do a new thing. Uh, And the closer I got to figuring things out, the more I realized these two are not going to be able to consistently do anything. And Mm if I can't have a group that all wants to do it, you're not going to have any kind of growth on YouTube. It's just not going to happen. And that was all around the time I started getting introduced to Gus Johnson, Eddie Burback, and a bunch of the commentary community um, and the sketch community community. Gus Johnson is a very big sketch artist. Um, And so I was like, maybe I'll do something like that. I I did some movie review stuff. Um, I like, you know, making fun of things. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that's kind of where the channel began. Honestly, Uh. is this most recent one where I started trying to take it a little more seriously, trying to really uh, constantly improve and uh, get better at it. And then... A couple of videos in, I made one and I was on the Chris Reagan subreddit and someone had made a video about him. And I commented, I was like, yo, funny, and, uh, like, funny you use this clip. I was like, I'm actually, uh, th- this specific clip is the reason I'm doing my more recent video of just kind of like, just putting something out there. It's not super scripted. Uh, and so we started talking. I put the video out. He watched it. He commented. He's like, "Hey, this is you know, this is great," um, and then and so that was Boomerang, Boomerang TKO on YouTube. Okay. Uh, and so I met him, and we're good friends now. And so he's the guy that put um, my humid sketch on YouTube Haiku, which is a It's a subreddit for comedic videos that are 14 seconds or less oh wow that's a haiku it can be 30 seconds or less which is considered poetry interesting um so it's basically for very short comedic videos that's what my humid video was so that did fairly well it got up to i think it has like four and a half thousand views currently which isn't much but at the time that was more than i had ever gotten before and it was just i was on vacation and i made a goofy sketch with my brother He's like, Yeah, I'll be in it, whatever. And then, you know, I started you know, reloading refreshing the pre the page and getting more and more views and I was like, What on earth is happening? And I found out Boomerang put it on YouTube Haiku. And my brother was like, Oh my word. It's like the one sketch I decided to do. (laughs) This is it's like get a couple thousand views. Um and then through him I met some other people that he was friends with and then I got introduced to a whole group of people um, you know, some of the people that I've worked with, um, I Jag says, uh, Tuzel, uh, Daniel Fiala, and then James Miller, um, who I've become very good friends with. Uh, we, we've a couple months ago, he took a break for a while. We were streaming a bunch. Um, this Saturday he's releasing another video and we're going to start up streaming again. Oh, cool. Um, so I'm excited to get back to doing that. Uh, but YouTube has been good to me. I, I mean, I'm not like by any means blowing up, but I, I'm, I'm getting consistent enough growth here, yeah. and I think I think I can make something of it in the next year or so. Yeah, hopefully that's that's the goal. Yeah. Um, and the just the people I've met, the creators and guys and girls that I've met through YouTube, and just the collaborative efforts. Uh, They're so fun. It's just, it's so fun working with other people and just kind of talking to each other about content and how to grow it and how to do it better. Yeah. Um, And I love film. I love film so much. Uh, But ideally for me, I would make YouTube my main Mm -hmm. job and be able to do short films or like, you know, independent films on the side. Something I can like, it's not a job for me, but purely creative, Right. which is what I love about YouTube because YouTube, it's all me. Right, I choose what I'm doing. I yeah. choose. I write the script or don't write a script. Yeah. I edit it how I want and I put it out when I want. Mm-hmm. the The freedom you have as a YouTube creator just it's creativity at its purest. Yeah, and that's what I love about it. Yeah, it's just I can make it whatever I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I can make that my main source of income and be able to do that with film and yeah. make whatever films I want, mm-hmm. that would be my ideal situation.
0: That's really cool. That would be really cool. What's your next um, checkpoint uh, in your head that like you wanna check off in in your YouTube?
1: I uh, hitting one K. Yeah. Subs. For
0: um, monetization or whatever.
1: Um. Or just, actually, just the what is the to I think one K is the monetization point, and you have to have like a certain number of hours of view time oh, okay. per year to get ads. Right. But yeah. Hitting one K is the next. Milestone. Yeah. Um, and that can take a year. I could be in the same place in a year from now and just have hit 1K.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, or like my buddy James, who was on YouTube for three years with this one channel and was just about to hit 1K uh, when he got chosen on a Twitter thread by Jax Films to be reviewed on his channel. Uh, Jack Films has like 4 million some subscribers. Uh, He's a legend of YouTube. He's been on since like 2010? 2012? He's been on it for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and he did a video called Rating Your Videos. And he happened to choose James. And he reviewed the video. He's like, this made me laugh. He gave it an A+. And James went from 800 some subscribers like looking forward to hitting 1k yeah. over the course of like two or three days, he hit twelve k. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's so. Awful. You know, it's 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 how it is. Cause a buddy of mine just got shouted out by Jackmate, who's a big British YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy, he's also the guy I'm friends with is also British. Um, he's been doing content for over a year, putting out some really fun vlog type things, but they're also I don't know how to describe his channel. It's it's a very unique channel. Uh, the boy John on YouTube. I'll just shout that channel. Mm-hmm. Out. Um, he's done some good stuff. And Jack made shouted him out on his YouTube channel yeah. in like a community post. And he went from almost hitting 1K to 10. Wow. I think he's at 10 or 12 now. That's like crazy that
0: those really big people have that power to just like shout. Yeah.
1: Him out. No. It it's uh, it can really change how things go. So, you know, I could be grinding for another year and hit 1K uh, or something could happen where someone's like, hey, this dude makes good content and I hit, you know, 10K yeah. in a week. Yeah. Um, you never really know. The only thing you can do is just try your best to make good content keep improving. Yeah. Um, people say consistency is a big key mm-hmm. on YouTube and if I'm just giving advice to people who want to do YouTube... yeah. Um, consistency is okay. Like, I wouldn't suggest putting out a video once and then waiting three months and then putting out another one. It's going to be really hard to grow.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but if you're doing one every three, four weeks and you're just putting in the effort to making it as good as you can and you're working with other people yeah. to who can tell you, like, didn't like that, this is where you can improve, um, that's probably the best thing you can do is yeah. just making sure your content is watchable right um and yeah, yeah honestly that's that's pretty much it. it people always have like make like videos like i reached a thousand subscribers in one month and here's what i learned mm-hmm. all those videos are not going to be helpful i'm going to yeah. i'm going to tell you that right now none of them are going to be helpful it's all going to be pretty much the same thing yeah you gotta you gotta work hard you have to have some level of natural entertaining ability if uh-huh. that's what you want, or knowledge. You have to either be funny yeah. and like entertaining, yeah. or you have to be knowledgeable in whatever you're doing. Yeah. That's just something you have to be in order to get people to watch your stuff, mm-hmm. um, and then luck. Yeah, there's a. It's pretty much in a bunch of different things as far as entertainment goes. Luck is a huge factor. Yeah. Uh, and your chances of getting lucky increase the longer you do it and the harder you work because right. you have a better chance of someone who's already made it yeah. noticing your content and going, "Hey, this dude makes good content," and yeah. then you pop off. Yeah, luck is
0: preparation meets opportunity. Pretty much, yeah. Whatever it is, yeah. That's reason reason. Yeah, that's pretty much
1: what it is. That's that's all I can say for YouTube, as far as if someone wants to start up and is wondering what they should do just yeah. work hard at it make connections too just like in film yeah if you can get in with other small creators networking collabor- uh, collaborating mm-hmm. with other people that's also going to help a lot that's yeah. that's what's helped me a bunch uh,
0: where do you think YouTube is headed is there like a something kind of a change or a Not a change. Because it's always been the same in some ways. But um, do you think there's, like, kind of, like, an evolution
1: in it coming? Does that make Um, sense? So they actually just switched um, video length on monetization because it used to be pretty much any length of video you could get an ad on. Yeah. Um, And then they made it 10 minutes, which is why you saw such an increase in people, like, fleshing or, like, fluffing their videos out to ten minutes. So it needs um, to be
0: at least ten minutes or something? It has okay. to be at
1: least ten minutes, but they just changed it down to eight minutes, which still, like, the animation community got absolutely screwed over when they made those changes because animators, you know, it t- it can take them weeks to right. put out a 30-second to one-minute video. Yeah. So when you all of a sudden have YouTube go, can't get ads unless it's ten minutes the animation hmm. community got absolutely screwed over. Yeah. So there's still I mean them and sketch comedy people are still kind of in the dumps, hmm. but it's it's a move forward and I'm hoping that the algorithm has to like completely relearn some things yeah. to promote 8-minute videos mm-hmm. and shorter content because that might grab some random videos and shoot them into the algorithm. Yeah. Um but as far as big changes for YouTube I guess it just depends on how they. Because, like, YouTube used to be just kind of the Wild West of the internet, like a lot of places. Yeah. And you could upload anything, you could do pretty much anything. And it's gotten more and more uh, commercial, I guess I'll call it, Mm -hmm. where, you know, being PG is what you should do and, you know, they won't put ads on things that, like, say curse words, yeah, yeah. Or stuff like that. Um, we, so, I, I don't know. I, I really hope it changes some things so that people can be who they want to be mm-hmm. and still, you know, thrive on the the platform. But, I, I don't know. It, YouTube is so weird because sometimes they'll do something good where everyone's like, wow, well, that was unexpected. Mm-hmm. Good job, YouTube. Yeah. And then they'll come out of the blue with something like, We've heard what you guys have been asking for, so here's something nobody asked for. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? Ugh, no, nobody wanted this. Yeah. <laughs> this is dumb. Uh, so I genuinely don't know. All I know is I'm going to keep trying to do it because I find it fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all you need to know. Um, you were
0: talking about how like you're... You- Grew up like super Christian, I guess. Um, what, what like denomination did you grow up in?
1: So when we were in Alaska, we went to a Baptist church. Um, that's funny. I usually associate that with um, so the South. The South, that's not the South. So yeah, no, it's not the South at all. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not sure why it was considered a Baptist church. If memory serves, it's been far different than a lot of places i've been to in the south i don't south. know any baptist churches down here that
0: have gooses geeses
1: <laughs> um so that's what i went to when i was young but yeah. i didn't really i wasn't there long enough to like really have an opinion of the baptist church yeah um but when we came to virginia we pretty much bounced around mennonite churches oh what is a that i don't really know so <laughs> uh you're from california right no <laughs> where are you from pittsburgh Why did I think it was Cali? Probably the hair. (laughs) Might be. Maybe it's just a vibe. Uh, So you're from Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Interesting that you don't know what the Mennonite community is. Maybe it's just outside of... Yeah, Lancaster.
0: That's like more in the middle. I'm I'm on the east side. Gotcha. Yeah. Um,
1: So the Mennonite community can kind of be divided into two different groups you got the Old Order, well, three. We'll Mm -hmm. go with three. You've got Old Order, you've got Traditional, and you've got Mennonites. Okay. Um, Old Order is very similar to the Amish. They're a lot less cultish, where Mm -hmm. it's like, if you do this, you're kicked out. Obviously, some of them are very much like that, but most of them are just, they don't really use cars. right don't do too much of that it's like the only real mechanical things they used are for farming okay um traditional Mennonites will have cars do whatever but they dress very traditional with like the bonnets mm-hmm. and you know dresses stuff like that and then Mennonites are just like any other church you can go to except most of them can cook really good food and everybody sings four part hymn
0: what's four part hymn
1: so like a hymn yeah. uh that's one I can think of praise God from whom all blessings flow oh yeah yeah uh four part choral it's just yeah. part of the culture it has been for as long as the Mennonite community has been there for yeah. and that's actually one of the things about the church that I still hold very dear to me mm-hmm. is there's something um, even not necessarily the spiritual aspect just the communal and community right. aspect yeah. of singing in that way yeah. of just like where it's a bunch of people and the voices blend to create something super beautiful, yeah. and you know, there's so many songs about just like, you know, being good to people and, and um, just really positive, uplifting things. Yeah. Uh, and I've always liked that so much better than contemporary worship music, which uh-huh. I've come into uh, the butt heads with people a lot on that front. Coming into Liberty right. and. The Baptist Church and the more contemporary churches, where it's all like a big show with lights and stuff, mm-hmm. I despise that. I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> um, but so the Mennonite Church is pretty much that. The Mennonite Church has actually gotten more and more liberal over the years. Okay. Um, so funnily enough, as growing up, I remember I was always. Because we left the Mennonite church when I was in like fifth grade. Okay. So we were bouncing around. We found one for a while, and then we left, th- and found a. I think we're technically Calvary Chapel, no. is what it was. Okay. Which one my family goes to, um, and we've been going. They've been going there ever since. Um, what was I, where was it? Where was it going with this? Oh yeah, that's pretty much it. Baptist then Mennonite for a while, and now Calvary Chapel slash kind of non-denominational. Okay. Um so that's pretty much my experience with different <laughs> denominations. I don't think I really went to anything else. I've visited um Catholic churches cuz my mom's side of the family is very Catholic. Oh, okay. Very standard New yeah. York Catholics. Right. <laughs> uh so they they're all still Catholic. Um but it was funny cuz I grew up very Christian conservative and I was for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um and I think as of now I would probably identify and I guess vibe more with the Mennonite church okay uh much more because the Mennonite church today is just it's so much more what I think Christianity should be Mm -hmm. instead of what the face of it is um in the south and stuff of just like very in my opinion it just comes across as very hateful yeah It just, it doesn't, like, everybody I talk to that isn't a Christian has this view of Christianity that is the epitome of the southern conservative Baptist kind of community. Mm -hmm. Of just, like, just a very intolerant, you can't do this, you're bad kind of way. And the Mennonite community has always been much more love people like that. And that's what I think Christianity is supposed to be. That's what it's, what's what it says. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and they're just way more accepting of people, just everybody. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what I would identify much more with. I have, when, when people talk to me about my faith, um, I still have my own personal faith. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really go to church at this point. I, I have an issue for the most part with organized religion. Mm-hmm. I think it has negatively affected things more than anything. Okay. Um, than just person to person. Yeah. Just talking with people. Yeah. Um, and I, within certain communities, am known as a bad Christian. <laughs> uh, but I've personally had way more success talking to people about it. Yeah this way than I ever did as a conservative Christian. Yeah. Because people would hear like me be like, no, that's wrong or something like that. And they'd be like, I don't want to listen to anything this kid has to say. Yeah. Um, it's almost like if we, you know, if what we believe is true, um, it's almost like Jesus knew what he was talking about when he told people to love people and not be a a hateful bunch of pricks. (laughs) Um, so that's how I've gone about it. I've just, you know, do my thing. Yeah, let people live how they want to live, mm-hmm. and if they want to talk to me about it, I'll talk to them about it. Yeah, um, but it's pretty much my own personal thing. It's just like I have, I, I get, um, I get, you know, clown for it here and there. Just people being like that. Ah, I don't believe that. I think that's kind of goofy. I'm like, okay, which part? Uh, just I mean, I mean, some people just have a very strong dislike for. Having a faith in something higher, they're much oh, more like oh, yeah. science is the way, mm-hmm. and I I would agree with them. Science, like I think there's a hilariously large chunk of Christians that just like for some reason hear science and go no, yeah. and I'm like why yeah. <laughs> it's it's, yeah. it's science dog, yeah. <laughs> like it's just that's how it is. Mm-hmm. um But some people are just very against any kind of belief in a higher yeah. power, so. Yeah. I've, I've heard comments like that before, but I'm like, okay, it's, it's fine. Like on it. YouTube? Uh, no, I haven't really had anything. Cause I don't really talk about it too much on my channel. Yeah. Um. Except Bible Man. Except Bible Man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so I haven't really gotten too many comments like that. Um, mo- Honestly, mostly it's just been people are intrigued to hear what I have to say about it. Because yeah. they're like, you don't really act like the Christians I know. hmm what is your views on this? Right, and so yeah. I'll talk to them about, it and they're like, "Oh, it's interesting." Yeah. So I've had way more success doing it this way. <laughs> yeah. I think. But I'm also a firm believer in. It's everybody's choice how they go about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I I think it's one of the questions in there. I tend to not really have too many. <sighs> as many moral standards I guess what you call it. like okay. you know like cursing and stuff like yeah. that it's just it's never been a big deal to me yeah. um, some people it is and I, I don't go be like that's stupid why don't you just say it and I am yeah. like no just do talk how you want to talk do what you want to do yeah um, my thing has always been if you're cool with people and you're cool to people mm-hmm. and you love people yeah I don't care what you do mm-hmm. I think that's how it should be yeah <laughs> I like
0: that Um, what, about the swearing, um, what, uh, I'm trying to think of how to phrase it, like, do you, it doesn't seem like you censor yourself, um, is that on purpose? Like, cause like,
1: um, I, t- I actually do sometimes because, like, if I'm home, I'll censor just out of like my parents know how I talk mm-hmm. for the most part, but I censor it out of just like I'm home with them, I'm they don't really like it, I'm yeah. just gonna not do it, right? Um, and so in certain situations, I'll do that. Like, uh, I wasn't too crazy with it whenever I was in class, mm-hmm. um. I would I would tone down just a little bit, uh, mostly just because I didn't feel like having a professor or someone over me and be like all right
2: yeah
1: because um, Torres would definitely get on someone about that.
2: Okay.
1: Um, but yeah, for the most part, I, I don't censor myself too much because I just don't want I just don't want to be fake necessarily. Yeah, it's yeah. just like I don't want someone to all of a sudden hear something and be like yeah I didn't think he right. you know did that. It's just yeah. like. I'm gonna be who I'm gonna be, yeah. and if someone doesn't like that, yeah. then they're not gonna like that, and that's fine. Yeah. Like I, I um, but if someone like comes up to me and is like, if I'm like in a group doing something with some people, and they're like, hey, most of the people here don't really like that, mm-hmm. um, I'll be like, okay, like yeah. it's it's not it's like it's not like a go around being like, no, I have to I have yes. to swear. Yes, yes. It's just like I can be polite. <laughs> it's yeah. just like yeah. how you go about doing things. You just be polite when you should be polite. Yeah. I'm not gonna force people to yeah. hear this. Yeah. This is no point. Is that because
0: um, you said something about moral basis or something? So your spirituality is more based on a faith in a higher power. Does that make
1: sense? Um, my personal faith is I believe the core things. Of of the Bible mm-hmm. of you know God Jesus I'm not a great person <laughs> and that's the only reason you know I'm I'm getting into the afterlife that's yeah. pretty much the base thing I believe uh-huh. at a base level of if someone's asking why do you believe that yeah. at a base level it gives me some sense of purpose it gives mm-hmm. me some sense of like I'm doing things on here and life isn't meaningless right um at that at the base level that's what it is mm-hmm. at a higher level it's uh, i don't even know um <laughs> uh, it's just a personal faith i have but as far as if the question you're asking is my does having i guess the standards of christianity's moral standards yeah do I take that? I I don't know. I think Christianity's moral standards tend to be a bit legalistic sometimes, and yeah. how they go about being like, you can't do that, yeah, you can't do that. I'm just like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so, what is the meaning of life to you? You you said it gives you kind of the
1: meaning of life. Um. Well, if I'm going by what I actually believe, I think it's to convince other people that there is something more
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that I believe this is the way I think some people take to tend to take that as like what's the word unfortunately I think Christianity is kind of lumped in with colonization and just like taking things over it's mm-hmm. just historically how it's gone yeah. um, so people tend to like if you talk to someone who has like a native belief in something they're like you're ruining that culture i'm like no i'm not doing it for any like kind of join me like that's how we grow stronger like it's just like it's my personal faith of i personally believe this is the the right thing yeah um, but I want to have conversations with people about it I don't want to just beat people over the head and be like this is the right way yeah, you know do it yeah. this way it's more have a conversation with someone if they think there's something to that right. it's their choice I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not trying to you know recruit people like a military recruiter <laughs> yeah, right, by yeah. tricking them into doing it I'm just right. like this is what I believe Yeah. I'm free to talk about it if you don't want to talk about it that's fine Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to force anybody to talk about it because yeah. some people just don't want to Um, but I want it to be there of like people can see it people can be like oh he's open to talking about this I'm down to talk about it yeah um but so I guess as far as a purpose it's to um hmm (laughs) I guess it's just to talk to people about it like that's kind of like what the uh, what's it called the Great Commission yeah something is Mm -hmm. it's like just talk to people about it yeah spread the, the word yeah um and I think people took spreading the word as forcing people to hear it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't really think that's that's the right way to go about it. You yeah. gotta kind of lead by example, and so that's what I'm trying to do with just my platform. Yeah. Is just this is how I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be good to everybody, yeah. be accepting of everybody, and if someone wants to talk to me about my faith, they're free to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you pray? Um, every once in a while. Mhm.
0: What does that look like? Are you freestyling?
1: Yeah, pretty much. It's just, it's just a, it's just like a, what up?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what up me again, dog? Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> like
1: going through some things. Yeah. You know, if you're there, you got some time on your hands. <laughs> Could use some help, dog. Yeah. That's pretty much it. It's just a, it's not a very formal kind of thing. It's just yeah. like a, what I think it's supposed to be. Just like if, if what I believe is correct. Mm-hmm. And if my faith turns out to be true, yeah, I think it's supposed to just be a personal relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be some formal, you know, thing. It's yeah. just like, hey, <laughs> me again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of how I go about it. If just like if something's on my brain or like I hear about something, like just shoot up a quick. Hey man, could you you know help out with this or like this yeah. person go through something? Help them out if you can. Yeah, that's pretty much all it is.
0: Yeah, cool. Um, this is <laughs> very off topic, but have you ever considered like getting an earring or something?
1: Um, not an earring. I think back in the day I, I thought about it. Um, but tattoos are definitely on the horizon for oh, really? me. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, I, I like. Just being able to have art kind of attached to you. Yeah, that's Um, cool. And, you know, working with artists and other things to, like, create something Mm -hmm. that means something to me, but it's also a unique creation. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I I just like art. I think it's cool. I think being able to carry it with you is cool. It is cool.
0: I don't think I've ever heard it, like, put (laughs) like that. It's cool. Um, Do you believe in coincidences, or do you think kind of everything is connected?
1: I'm pretty much a coincidence man. Yeah, (laughs) I don't think too many things are necessarily connected. Mm -hmm. um, Unless you're talking like government conspiracy theories. That's funny. Uh, (laughs) uh, Then there's a whole plethora of weird things that have definitely happened that are like, that seems... A little too coincidental, right, yeah. um, but there's some funny stuff out there. Um, I think my favorite conspiracy theory is birds aren't real. Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite one. That's such a dumb <laughs> thing, but it's so funny. It funny. Um Because as soon as you ask someone, do you remember seeing birds during the government shutdown, no one can actually remember right. a moment seeing a bird. So all you hear, think is a blank, and you're like, right. oh, my God, I didn't see any birds. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, But, yeah, I think I'm more on the line of coincidences Mm -hmm. than connected. Yeah. Do you think
0: that, this is kind of back to praying a little bit, that
1: your thoughts have an effect on things? I think so. I think the more you think about something, the more you'll form an opinion and, like, an attitude towards something. Because, like, I mean, there's a bunch of jokes about it. Um, Like, if you have a, a dream that someone, like, one of your friends, you know, betrays you or does something mean and you wake up with that feeling yeah yeah (laughs) and then you're like that didn't happen but every once in a while it was a real enough dream that you think about it and then you kind of have this like man fuck you yeah yeah (laughs) just like in your brain so yeah i think your thoughts can affect things just if you think about something too much you're gonna have an attitude towards it right or uh um If you think about something that you're going to be going to, you can... I mean, overthinking is a classic thing that leads to people, you know, fumbling something up or messing something up. So, yeah, I definitely think your thoughts can Mm -hmm. have a massive impact on what you do. Even when you
0: wake up with the the hatred for your friend or whatever, (laughs) that, like, could shape how you look at the world and, like, are you going to betray me now? Yeah. And so, yeah, I agree. Um... What do you think happens when we
1: die? Uh, well, I mean, according to my faith, I'm hopefully getting in the pearly gates. Pearly <laughs> <laughs> whites. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, what I believe is is true, and I get in, and you know, that's that. What do you think heaven is like? Um, sounds like a pretty popping place, to be honest. <laughs> I it, yeah. Just everybody vibing out. Uh, some gold streets and stuff Um, I have it's not really my story but one of my this is going to be a completely a semi rabbit trail Um, I was friends with uh, two guys they were twins Uh Um, and when the one was four he had leukemia And according to him, and he's had the same consistent story for years, and his brother has also had, like, similar, he can, like, recount for a lot of things. Yeah. He passed away. (laughs) And, uh, apparently went through heaven. Wow. Um, that's. I mean, obviously, people are very skeptical of stories like that. Um, but because he never wrote a book about it, or really made money off of it or anything, um, and his parents didn't, like, push it of, like, yeah, this happened. Um, it's always just been his story. Yeah. Um, and I would watch him tell it, and his brother would be, like, even in eighth grade when you want to be, like, tough in front of, like, <laughs> girls or something, like, he if he would be telling it to someone, his brother would be in tears. Oh, wow.
2: um,
1: So it's, I, whatever happened yeah. is obviously something that is a very real thing to both of them. Um, and according to him, he got a tour of everything. Um, what did it look like? Just, you know, lots of green. Uh, he said he saw an apple and he asked God if he could have it and God said, yeah. And then he decided he wasn't hungry and he was like, I can't really tell you how much I wish I would eaten that. Right. (laughs) He's like, like, regardless of whether or not it's like, you know, it was a dream or a vision or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it would have been, it like, it's like, I wish vision me or actual dead me in the afterlife had actually eaten it. Yeah. Um, he said, couldn't remember, like, God's face was too bright, couldn't really see it. Um, he met an uncle of his that he had never met in real life. Yeah, that's cool. Um, who had passed away. And when he told his mom about it, because he came back, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he told his mom he met him and, like, described him. Wow. And his mom was like, oh, wow, you really did meet him. That's crazy. Um, so I mean, to anybody listening and you just like take that with how you will. Right. Uh, but it's an interesting story that I am personally connected to cause I was good friends with those boys. Yeah. Um, and yeah, apparently when he woke up, his mom was like shaking him and she was crying cause he had, he was gone right. for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and you know, leukemia being a cancer, like you just kind of in pain all mm-hmm. the time. And when he was there, he didn't feel anything. He didn't feel any of that pain. And he woke up. And I think he said that God told him, he's like, I got more stuff for you to do, bud. Uh, and he woke up to his mom shaking him. And he's like, I have never been more pissed at somebody. Because he was like, because when I was there, I didn't feel any pain. Yeah. Like nothing. Yeah. And then I woke up and I felt all of it again. Yeah. And then he recovered from it. And he's been cancer free ever since. Um, so that's one of those weird stories that I'm just kind of like, I, I remember occasionally. And I'm yeah. like, I know someone with a story like that, regardless of, you know, whether people believe it yeah. or uh, it was just a vision, whatever. Mm-hmm. At the minimum, he recovered from leukemia. Right. <laughs> At a bare minimum, it's cool that he lived. Yeah. That's so
0: interesting to be with God and then be painless, and then He's like, "I'm not done with you," <laughs> but also you have to be in pain for a while. So Later, like, yeah. bud. <laughs> yeah. See you soon. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so I yeah I don't know I Heaven's just apparently a popping place if right. it if it turns out to be real. Right. Interesting so interesting to me i gotta um, ask you because i see the poster sure so you're clearly a chance fan yeah what'd you think of his new album the the big day yeah um <laughs> it's not my favorite <laughs> okay because i I'll, i i'm i like him on ultralight beam i mm-hmm. think ultralight beam is probably one of the best produced songs ever wow yeah. i love that song Yeah. um I don't really have anything against Chance I've never been a huge fan of his music but I heard the memes surrounding that song and I thought they were all very funny
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, and I finally listened to one of them I can't remember what song it was because someone made a joke about it and they were like no I don't like it because of this <laughs> and they put the song up and I was like alright I'm going to listen so I clicked on it and I got like 30 seconds in and I was like oh my gosh I'd love to know which one it was <laughs> I was like I can't, I can't do this right now <laughs> Yeah, it. W-
0: I have a decent amount of thoughts on it, but it it was like it's because it's mostly about his big day, wedding day. Um, so it's like about how much he loves his wife and all that stuff. Yeah, um, and it's like cute and kind of fun. Yeah, um, like so he seems like a cool dude. He's a really good dude. He seems like a very good guy. Um, and his other projects were really good on their own, but. I think I think because he hyped it up too that this was like his first that not this one the the newest one was his first like official album. I don't think he should have started with this album. It would have been like a fun SoundCloud yeah. album or like yeah. whatever you would call that. But um yeah, I think yeah, I think he didn't um <laughs> do as well as he could have. Not that it was
1: I don't know. Yeah, so now the like other the question, What did you think of Donald Glover's new album? That was... Because I have mixed emotions about because when I listened, because I'm a humongous Donald Glover fan, not just of his music, but yeah. just of him as an artist, um, which apparently yeah. is a very stereotypical meme of white college dudes loving Donald Glover. Really? And uh, now I'm self-conscious about it. <laughs>
0: Who cares? Dude, I love him anyway. Yeah, no, I know. I think he's a great Sorry.
1: artist. Uh, Atlanta is, I think, one of the best shows on television. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, because I, when his album Awaken My Love came out in 2016, Yeah. I was I was excited and I started to listen to it and I was like, eh, I can't get into this. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of years went by, and I started listening to it again. I think during Eleanor's Bench. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Around that time, or like a couple months beforehand. Yeah. Um, that was twenty was, nineteen.
0: Right?
1: Yeah, yeah, something like that. And I, I, was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this another listen. And I really just kind of dove into it, and I have just found a whole new appreciation for the album, and just mm-hmm. like what he was bringing with it. Um, and I, I love that album now. I think it's yeah. one of the most unique albums of that year and really of quite some time yeah um so when the new one dropped I was like alright we'll see how this goes and I listened through it and I was like this is a trip (laughs) yes (laughs) like this album is insane and I didn't uh, there was a couple that I liked and there was some that I was kind of eh on and I'm like this might be one of those albums that I just have to kind of listen through here and there yeah and I'll at some point be like okay I I get get it it. (laughs) Yeah. I get it now. Yeah, uh, I've never done drugs,
0: but that, uh, listening to it is what I imagine
1: <laughs> shrooms is like. Yeah, dude, that album was insane. Yeah, um, I think honestly, my favorite song off of it was the one he did with Ariana. I've only listened to it twice because I
0: want it to be special still. <laughs> so I, I I don't know the one you're talking about specifically, um, but yeah.
1: I think that was my favorite off the album. It had some of the more catchier bits to it. Um, Yeah. It was was just a good song. Yeah. The the thing
0: that I remember loving about it is that um, I listened to it in, like, headphones. And, like, there's, like, so many little subtle things and like, only Mm -hmm. one ear sometimes. And, like, I, for some reason, interpret, like, little details as love. So, like, it felt like he was loving me in that way by like <laughs> thank taking, you Donald yeah taking care of little, very little details
1: yeah no I, I I really I thought it was a very unique album I listened to it at like 4am yeah like it dropped and I was still awake and I was just like I right, let's and I popped it in and just kind of laid in bed just staring at the ceiling and yeah. I was like
0: whoa yeah oh I do <laughs> this remember is nuts. you tweeting about it when it first came out
1: I yeah. think I liked it yeah yeah no, it, was, it was some good stuff yeah. I've been, uh, Noel Miller actually has really just been a great, uh, way to learn about new music because I've been finding new artists here Who's to... Noel Miller? Noel Miller, him and Cody Co., if you know who that is. Yeah. Um, he, he, those two, Noel Miller is actually the guy who, uh, did the, A, hey, it's your boy, uh, Skinny penis. <laughs> what? Have you ever seen that Vine? No. That's a classic Vine. Yeah, he did that Vine. <laughs> and then uh, him and Cody knew each other kind of from Vine, and then they started working together at, like, the same software company or something. Uh-huh. They became friends. They started doing... I think Cody did YouTube first, mm-hmm. and then Noel started doing it, and then their That's Cringe series they did together, okay. like, exploded. Yeah. Um, and Noel and them have kind of come into their own different fame uh, but they're still very connected cool um, but no- Noel and Cody do our TMG the podcast and the music group okay um, which I love both of those things I think the TMG podcast is one of my favorite podcasts I listen to like it's it's a solid podcast if you want some yeah, uh, okay. podcast Um but their music is also really good it's very funny it's kind of comedic rap of sorts yeah um, they've worked with Black Bear oh yeah um he was referenced on the last podcast that I did oh right, very yeah. cool uh so uh yeah they, they did a song with him called short kings anthem it's a bop yes I don't know where I saw that but uh, yeah I saw that yeah so it, it it's some good stuff uh <laughs> anyway Noel does he's twi- uh twitch streams all the time mm-hmm. um Currently he's playing games but he's also done like live commentary stuff where mm-hmm. he'll just like watch a video and just kind of... Which is what I honestly really want to do eventually. Yeah. Um, when I have a big enough base of people that would watch a Twitch stream yeah. I'd like to be able to do some of the more... The, the the easier commentary videos I could do where I could like quick sit down watch it and just meme something away. Yeah. I'd really like to be able to do more stuff like that on Twitch and live because I feel like I'm I'm, I'm more on, kind of, and Noelle's talked about it too, like, if I'm with people, yeah. and like, I've got a chat going, yeah. you know, you kind of joke around, and you, I'm just more alive than I'm sitting in my room by yeah, myself, right. talking to a camera, trying yeah. to, like, be funny yeah, in front yeah. of it. Um, so I'd love to do that, but he plays music all the time, mm-hmm. um, until Twitch had the new rule where you can't really play music without Oh, it. really? Yeah, yeah music I hate music groups music companies cause oh, yeah. they're the greediest people out yeah, there yeah. um but uh anyway he's like he always has new artists and just like rap artists that he'll mention and I'm like oh, I'll go check them out yeah and uh done some really good stuff cool
0: um I don't remember what I was to say <laughs> talking about mm, that's okay
1: uh, what's a time that you've laughed really hard? Honestly, probably on stream. I think the last time I was... What was it? Was it the Halo stream? It was one of the streams I was on with James. Um, it might have been the Halo stream we did. Pretty much any time we stream, I end up laughing pretty hard. Yeah. Um, I think some of the times I've laughed the hardest was when we did... And there's two videos that got... Uh, like, he has a Stream Highlights channel Mm -hmm. that he'll upload to, is when we did Human Fall Flat, if you know what that game is. Mm -hmm. It's this little puzzle game where everyone's this, like, person, and the controls are really weird, so they kind of flop around. Yeah. And... You, like, hold buttons for their arms to go up, and you can grab things. Okay. Um, but the whole point of the game is to, like, figure out the puzzles so you can get to the end of the level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you play with more people, you can kind of goof around and, like, grab people and jump off edges and stuff. Um, but that stream was the- – we did two of them for, like, a couple hours each, and those were so much fun. I- we were all just in tears, uh, laughing. Yeah. Um, so I think probably the times I've laughed the hardest have always been when I'm like with friends or with people, just like doing something or playing a game, yeah that involves kind of you know goofing on each other mm-hmm. or just like doing dumb things for the sake of being dumb yeah. um those are probably the times I've laughed the hardest,
0: yeah, is there yeah. Friend, friend laughed at the best. Uh, what I wanted wanted to say before that I forgot was: um, Have you considered like doing stand up because you talked about how like you like having people there to like feed off of?
1: I actually have. Um, <laughs> I watched a, one of the T M G podcasts recently, and some guy that watches the show compiled a list of every time they say like, kind of just off, off you know, not correctly. Yeah, and right, it yeah. was <laughs> it was very funny, and they ended up talking about the video, and then they had the guy on the podcast just remotely oh, cool. and chatted with him. Um, and so now when I'm doing this right now, pretty much this entire time, I've been very conscious of how many times I said like. So <laughs> the thought of doing stand-up Obviously, I'm not just free balling it and just you know kind of winging things. It's yeah. much more rehearsed and practiced. Yeah. Um. So I guess the fear of rambling or like going going <laughs> off topic like that, uh, isn't necessarily realistic. Um. But I I have considered it. I've always wanted to at least give it a shot. Yeah. Um. But on the other hand. Doing things on YouTube or Twitch, if I'm bombing, I can kind of. You, it's it's much easier to. The it just, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like, way easier. Goodbye, chat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not being funny right now. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know, because I know stand-up comedy is very tough. Yeah. It's so tough, because if you start bombing... If you're like... If the guy that was on before you did really, really well, that's scary. And if he did really, really bad, that's scary, Mm -hmm. because now you have to try and warm the crowd up to get them with you. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I do know that if I ever get things going on YouTube, I'd love to do live shows. Yeah, that would be really cool. Because those... I mean to be honest it's pretty much everybody that already likes you. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot less of a nervousness there of like what if they don't like me because you can yeah. come out and just be like beep, beep. and everyone's going to laugh <laughs> cuz they're like, "Ah, Andrew classic." <laughs> yeah, classic Andrew beep Yeah, so uh, I'd love to do live shows. That that's always been something that I thought would be super fun. And would you do like would
0: you do a video and then comment comment on it? In front of people, is that, like, what you kind
1: of mean? Is a live? Um, honestly, I don't know. Game? I would probably do more, because, like, I've been to Gus Johnson's live show, mm-hmm. got to meet him. Uh, oh, he cool. actually filmed, like, a very short sketch, quote-unquote. I quote, unquote. heard
0: about that.
1: Yeah, uh, for, because when we were filming our thesis films, I couldn't really take time to do any commentary videos. Yeah. So I made a really terrible vlog series <laughs> that no one watched. <laughs> uh, I didn't expect anybody to. Mm-hmm. But the one had Gus in it because we went down to see a show. Yeah. And he filmed a quick little like bit with me for that's it. That's really cool. Yeah. Because he had done the full show and he doesn't do VIP oh. um, things. Actually, no, he does. And I think you do stuff beforehand. I can't remember. Okay. Either way, everybody that goes to the show can meet him. Oh, like, that's really cool. Yeah, he will stand there for hours meeting, wow. taking pictures with people. He's a very cool dude. Um, I have a lot of respect for him as a creator and as a person. Yeah. Um, and I deliberately waited to be the last person in line so that I could ask him, like, do you <laughs> want to film this yeah, bit? Yeah. so after, do- you know, traveling, doing a full show and, like, two hours worth yeah. of greeting people, he yeah. still was like, yeah, man, let's do it. And I was like, wow. man, that's, that's sick. That's yeah, so sick. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, live show stuff, yeah. yeah. So Gus does sketch comedy, but he also does some, like, music sketches. Okay. So his s- show was, like, telling stories that's kind of stand-up-ish, yeah. um, doing some music stuff. Um, and then I went and watched Super Mega Live, and those two guys do a Let's Play channel, and they also do some, like, live-action vlog stuff. Oh, cool. Um, and those boys make some of the most entertaining vlogs I've ever watched. Like, really? them and Max Mofo <laughs> just make some of the m- funniest... Most entertaining vlogs I've ever watched because a lot of it is bits, yeah, just like planned bits that they do. Um, and so, but they most most of their content is let's play, so it's just them like playing video games, and yeah, m- making jokes. Um, but their live show was kind of stand up ish too, like they drink on stage, <laughs> they interact with the crowd, yeah, I don't even really know how to describe it. So, as far as a live show goes, um, it would be kind of fun to pick a video with the crowd and just do like a live commentary thing with them that'd be really fun um but also just you know doing some stand-up stuff which is you know stories i have yeah and stuff like that i think it'd be really fun yeah definitely yeah that would be really cool i also love to go on tour with just some of the other people that i have a lot of respect for yeah um you know uh if if a bunch of the boys blow up that i'm kind of with like Going on tour with James Miller would be super fun. That dude's an absolute homie. Um, you know, if I ever got in with you know Gus or those people, would be yeah. super fun to plan like some kind of joint tour with them. Yeah. Uh, I know him and Eddie mostly. Do, like him and Eddie have a podcast together, mm-hmm. um, so they probably would do stuff. But uh, yeah, just being able to go on tour with like other creators and just doing stuff like that is something that I would have so much fun with. Yeah. So that's kind of why I keep working as hard as I am towards that goal. Yeah. To be able to entertain. That's really the thing. Um, actually, you know, I'm going to talk about this real quick. Yeah. And just back to um, advice for YouTube. Uh, a lot of things you'll see on subreddits of like small YouTubers is people mm-hmm. saying like, man, don't worry about the numbers. Just, if you like making videos, just make videos. And I'm mm-hmm. like, to an extent that's fine if you have no plans of it becoming serious that is perfectly good advice yeah if you there is a difference between liking making videos and liking entertainment because if you like entertainment which is what i like you have to gain some form of success to be able to do it as a job yeah like there's no way you can be in entertainment and not be making money off it, (laughs) because then it's just you have to have a real job in order to Mm -hmm. do that yeah um so if you want to be in entertainment and that's what you want to do, you you have to really put in things and like actually not like kill yourself over the numbers or like really like fret about it. But you have to look at like what's working, what's not working. Yeah. Look at other creators, talk to other creators about what you can do better. Yeah. Um and really strive to get better at it because it's like any other field you're going to be going into, you have to get proficient at entertaining people and being watchable. Yeah. Um, if you want to do that, because me, I like making videos, but I also want to do entertainment. Mm -hmm. So if, if that's my goal, I really have to work on making my stuff better, promoting it places and making sure that it gets views because as much as I just enjoy making content and just, you know, even if my friends or a couple of people are like, wow, this is really great views matter yeah like it's always sounds weird to be like oh man i need more views yeah because you just you know sound kind of like complaining but if you want to end up in that field you kind of to a degree have to be concerned about okay what didn't work what didn't people like about this yeah um so that's my advice if know the difference between liking making videos and liking being in entertainment yeah, because that's gonna decide how you go about it. If you just right. like making videos, just make videos, man. Yeah, <laughs> do what yeah. you want to do to make money, and just make videos. And if for some reason it pops off, then great. Yeah, you know that's that's really good for you. You have a side income. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be in entertainment, you gotta you gotta work at it.
0: Mm-hmm. That was yeah. I like that dist- distinction. Um, what, you kind of plugged a ton of stuff so far, but I always like give someone the opportunity to kind of plug. You could plug your own thing, obviously.
1: Oh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> I guess my channel, uh, you probably won't be able to find it if you just type in Andrew Miller. Okay. Because uh, there's a couple others, and there's that god baseball player. <laughs> my goal... On YouTube is to get famous enough. That's like after 1K, my next goal is to be able to type in Andrew Miller and pop up before that dude. Yeah. I want to be the most famous Andrew Miller on YouTube because yeah. <laughs> he always pops up before me. Yeah. Um, so, but if you type in Andrew Miller, it's a hippo. That's my sketch that like blew up and it's my most viewed video. Okay. And it's a goofy video I took when I was at the zoo, uh-huh. and it's like three seconds long. You'll, I think you've seen it. You probably have. The thumbnail is literally just a hippo, and it says hippo. Um, and then if you look at my channel, you'll see Lu Crush's video. Um, yeah, the other one I did. What? What did I just put out? Oh, the NASCAR video. Yeah, yeah, I was making fun of the the people that were really mad about the Confederate flag being taken away from NASCAR. Um, So, yeah, that's my channel, Andrew Miller. Yeah. Um, I think my Twitter and stuff is linked in there, so you can Mm -hmm. find that and follow that. Um, I think that's probably all I have to plug. I don't have too much.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good enough. Um, Peter? I want to take a picture.
1: Picture time. PD,
0: can you take a picture of
1: us? Oh, yeah. Me and my lovely hair. <laughs> we got forty nuggets. Really? From McDonald's. That's crazy. A bundle deal. Okay. I've been around potheads too much because I did not think you meant chicken nuggets. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Three, two. One of those is Spotify. Hopefully, they'd, yeah. They'd, uh, if I want
0: nuggets, yeah. We were watching fails on YouTube. Really? Like, Back when like we did when we were in seventh grade. Lots oh, of <laughs> <a> fun. <laughs> I put a YouTube funny
1: fails. That's a classic search right there. Yeah. And then somehow now we're watching Jordan Peterson, because no, I didn't know he came to Liberty, so I was playing. Oh some yeah. When came to Liberty. Yeah.
0: Did you s- notice his sweatshirt by the way? I saw the
1: pineapple. I didn't read it. I heard it both ways. You're a psych yeah, fan. Yeah. Wow, I love you. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the first shows I really got into. Yeah, we talked about that on the podcast. I got
0: a pineapple hat.
1: Nice. Yeah, it's not this one. <laughs> but wore it yesterday. Yeah. It's not like actually psych, but like, I know that people who are psych fans, if they see it, if they see it, they might be like, they'll be, like, eh. they'll be like, Is that guy just like pineapples, or he's like the show? <laughs> so then they, they have a new movie coming out in like a month. I know. Really, I was really, uh-huh. I was really impressed with the last one. I, I was happy with it. And the musical. The musical was great. I love that musical. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> it was good, but it's just like. I love it so much. That show really a, like towards the. Late fifth, sixth, and seventh season really started doing just whatever they wanted Yeah, to yeah. Because they had
0: the money.
1: Yeah, they they had a little more of a following. They had some money, and they just started like doing spoof episodes and. Yeah. Whatever they wanted. Yeah. And they did the one that was like the, a remake of a season. One. Oh, I dude. I yeah, should the remake episode. And the whole entire episode, they clown on remakes. They're like, man, remakes <laughs> suck. It <Yeah. laughs>
0: was so funny. That was great.
1: All right, this is it. Uh,
0: I hope this made you think. Thank you for being on here. Oh, we, absolutely. We did it. You,
1: you, you were so good at expounding on a bunch of stuff. That's um, the nicest way I've ever heard someone tell me I rabbit trail too much. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Thank you. Yeah, so thank you for... Dude, no problem. Up. Thanks for having me on. Glad that was a, that. A, a nice message to get. I was like, oh, somebody wants me to be on a thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So how long have you been doing this?